Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Smack them a gob of bang bang pizza skulls. It is I, Heckle. And with me is. Oh, yeah! Jekyllzilla. We two black birds. <laughs> can we say that? I think we can. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Hey, if McCartney can get away with it. That's right. That's right. So, how are you, dude? Oh. Doing, doing better, man. Glad to record again. We had three weeks of, of mishaps, but now we're doing it again. And uh, yeah, good to be back. How you doing? Um, you know how I'm doing. I told you before we got on the air. Things suck over here. <laughs> oh man, it fucking blows. But you know what? Every time you get in this situation, man. Well, every time I get in a situation, I, in my head it's like. Well, it'll be resolved eventually. I don't know how long it'll take. And it doesn't involve my health, so it's not that bad. But it sucks. You know? (laughs) I hear you. What can you do? But that's uh, here, there, and everywhere. And um, so, dude, we got any of those, uh, like, comments and shit? Oh, yeah. Uh, We got, uh, this is a re-review on our iTunes channel, apparently his old review was uh, disappeared. And we've seen that happen a couple times. Now, I know, of course, you know, our enemies have, you know, redone uh, reviews, but this one just disappeared. But Trash Burner wanted to leave us a brand new one, and he left us a five-star review entitled Not Sure Why It Left. And then he put Update, Order Corrected, LOL. Had a review up and it disappeared, but whatever. Did Terrence break in? Anyway, Ralph and Ian rule and are willing to work with their fans and interact, and they are the apex of greatness. Glad someone out there pulled down my precious five-star, and Ralph is also totally into GNR's version of Live and Let Die, so he does rule a tad more than Ian. Do I? But- <laughs> <laughs> I like this but, guy. on heavy drugs for him to think I think that. Did I but, say that on the illusions? You know, I, I think I could be wrong. I don't know if this is Chuck that that did uh, the. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't say Chuck Charles. I'm not supposed to say Charles. God damn it, I can't remember. Anyway, he did uh, the Paul McCartney review. Oh, uh, I said oh, no, man. I didn't say that on there. No way. I don't know. I gotta go listen back. Maybe, maybe. Maybe Terrence went and switched the audio. <laughs> I don't anyway, like that fucking version. <laughs> he said, Ian is the man too all day. You don't like their show? Then can't help you. And Hagar blows. So, thank you very much, Trashburger. I think that's Charles or Chuck. Was, was, it, was it you that liked GNR's movie that died? Maybe he got us confused. No. No, no, no. What me? Wow. Like me. <laughs> That's some heavy stuff. Well, Charles is cool. Charles uh, donated. Um, well, this will be up already. 
for some uh, track by tracks and they ain't suck versus suck and I appreciate that bro I don't have to listen to crap like Galactic Cowboys oh, keep going well, well if he donated then I guess it's Oasis versus Oasis yes well actually <laughs> yeah. well you're close uh, the one that's going to be up by the time this is up is uh, the first Noel album versus the first Liam album that was a tough one because they're both really good uh, that that man loves some Oasis like Samuel Wetz loves Monster Magnet. That's yeah. all, <laughs> they love to post about it too. <laughs> I love Oasis, but I'm starting to hate them now, man. <laughs> They're getting overexposed by Chuck or Charles or whoever the fuck. Yeah, one of them's gonna get us in trouble. Watch out! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for leaving that review. And yes, I have no idea why. Um, some reviews randomly disappear uh, because, you know, I can't do that. Uh, you know, I, I can't, if there's a bad review, well, like, I can't get rid of it. So I don't know why this happens. And I wouldn't do that anyway. I, I laugh at the bad reviews. And uh, we, we haven't got a, a, a new redo from uh, from Terrence or Andrew Jacobs yet. They're about due. You know, you know uh, this is a true story, everybody. It might sound hard to believe, but when Ian and I get a bad review, neither of us are going to take them to court. Well, I, I'm looking into my options. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know I didn't know it was possible until I heard Terrence's show that you could do that. So I'm going to explore my options. We'll see. So, so can I call you Terrence for now on throughout the show? <laughs> yeah, that would kick recon ass. Wow. <laughs> All right, well, that's our iTunes review. Uh, keep them coming, man. I love it. Yeah, hey, 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 let's say it, though. Thank you, Chuck Charles. <laughs> Damn it. One of the two. You know, we, you know who you are. One way or another, we fucked it up. One, Chuck I Charles. I, I can't remember what it was. He's like, no, that's my dad's name. And my dad touched me somewhere. But I don't want to talk about that. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Wow. No wonder he likes Oasis. <laughs> Just kidding, by the way. I'm Just not. Kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He tried, but his dad turned him down. I'm kidding. Oh, ow. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, this next one, uh, this is a Podbean comment. And damn it, I, I know I'm going to fuck up this guy's name. I know it. I uh, know it. His name is Chuck Charles. <laughs> no. It oh. is Gudello Rigoberto. And I, I, I got a feeling this guy is... Uh, out of the country because he's commenting on our episode with uh god damn it you say his name oh yeah, man yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, i love that dude yes well he says and i quote great show it made me spit out my drink when your co-host saying hello baby <laughs> and uh i'm not sure what he's what he's referring to i don't know if yeah. i was making no. like hagar no, no, it was it was the great Yoalmo. He he goes, nah, you oh. know, I'm not into Van Halen, like you guys, you know, but you know, I mean, yeah, I like some of the stuff, man. But man, I heard the fifty-one fifty, and hello, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best of clip ever, right there. Oh, uh, that was a great episode. We do have to have him back, definitely, hey. definitely. But uh, thank you. He's listening right now. He always checks us out. Well, thank you, Gudello. I, I hope I, I pronounced that right. Uh, appreciate it. And again, did you say, did you say Butello? 
Gudelo. Oh, Gudelo. Bustelo is a very popular Cuban coffee down here. Bustelo. Oh. So yeah, no. Gudelo. Okay. I believe. <laughs> but no, thank you very much, you, brother. You, you, can't, you can't get that right because he hates the Spanish people. Oh, hate's a strong word. Just don't want to live next door to you. I'd say they're very <laughs> close to the French. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, the French are miles above. <laughs> yeah, I guess we have no French listeners. Oh, we probably did. But you yeah. took them away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fucked that up, Porch. When we go on the world tour, I don't think we have any dates in France. No, man, if we go to France, it'll be like when the Beatles went to... The, <laughs> To, what was it, Argentina, wherever the Marcos were? <laughs> no, it'll be like it'll be like when they went to Alabama and they burned their fucking records. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. But thank you, thank you for leaving the, the reviews and the comments anywhere you can, any way you can. And once again, I want to remind people if uh, you leave one like an iTunes, you know, out of the USA, uh, send it to me. Hit me up on Facebook, and I will read it. But, uh, yeah, that's it for that. Uh, have you seen okay. any shows since we uh, since we last talked? No, but let me reiterate what you just said. Like, anybody out there from another country, write to Ian. But make sure you can pronounce your name. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good I luck. Mean, I, want, I, want, I want the French people to write Ian. That'd be great for the show. You can read it out loud. <laughs> any French people out there, come on, let's throw them an episode. <laughs> No, let's take that back, because it's probably going to be a shitty episode, and the guy's actually not from France. Yeah, yeah, and, and if we do have any French fans, I I, I don't hate you, it's just, you know, your people, uh, you know, and, and the people who made you, and your country. Uh, I don't know, man, you know. dude, I, I don't see any reason to hate on the French, I mean, so what if they smell? <laughs> oh, God, and they talk like babies. <laughs> that, that, that is the most offensive language I've ever heard. Ever. Oh, man. I heard it's like nails on chalkboard. You know, Dude, I, we got to get more popular, bro. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, the fucking wake movement still hasn't taken us down. We need to get more popular. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're going to start in France. One frog at a time. <laughs> oh, man. Frog. Uh, oh, shit. You know, you know why Why uh, gods gave the French guns, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know why, Ian. So they had something to give the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. If you want to study history, remember the country that tried to fight uh, Nazi tanks with horses? <laughs> you know that story, right? They got slaughtered because when the Nazi invaded their country, they fought them on horseback. <laughs> hey, hey, the poor Polish people have enough problems without you picking on them. Hey, right? Ian said it, okay? It wasn't me. Even though it is Poland I'm talking about, it was Ian that said it. <laughs> um, we, we, and we do have a, uh, a Polak-tastic episode coming up soon, too. I can't wait. Oh, God. Uh, well, as far as shows, I did go see Joe Jackson, who's English, not French. Uh, Dude, that guy smells. 
I don't know about you, but yeah, I've seen his videos, dude. That dude does not bathe. <laughs> oh man, I, I tell you what, it was it was a great show. A uh, little weird for me, you know. It's one of those sit down shows and stuff, and you know, at 48 years old, you know, me and the wife were the youngest people there. But damn good show, sounded good. Uh, you know, this is my second time seeing them. Uh, really good. I, I'd like to see a metal show, though. Damn it. I know. Right. I know this is a stupid question, but you know, I remember early MTV. Was it busting out or something? The Joe Jackson video. Uh, stepping, step, stepping out. Stepping out. Yeah. Um, I know this is a really dumb question, but when you saw him the other night, did he still have those five or six strands of hair on his head? Uh, no. Now it's like two or three. Wow, he still hasn't fucking shaved that shit, huh? <laughs> and they're white. They're very white. Right on, man. Hey, you know, good for Joe Jackson. Hey, they're, he, so, he, they're, they're he, so white. They're so white, only him and, and Terrence like them. Yeah. That's, that's how white they are. Yeah, and if he went gold, check out Terrence's 40th anniversary episode. Yeah. Gold don't get you shit on the Terrence and Friends podcast. <laughs> In fact, in fact, I don't know how this happened. Did you put something on on uh, Facebook about us doing this episode tonight? Yes, I did. Oh, did you name the album? No. Oh well, well I don't know how he. But somebody commented on his latest video, and they said, "Hey, hey, Terrence, uh, Ralph and Ian are going to review Galactic Cowboys. When are you going to do it?" <laughs> and he said, "How much did it sell?" <laughs> Hey, man, Pink Floyd, my favorite band of all time. Roger <laughs> Waters and David Gilmore's solo albums didn't go gold, and I talked about them. <laughs> oh, really? It didn't have to do anything to do with your favorite band of all time that's, like, up in the most, uh, sold the most of all time. Up there with Michael Jackson, the Beatles, and Zeppelin, you know? Get the fuck out of here. Well, I, I think for a change, we're going to rip them off next week. We're going to redo this same album for the one-week uh, anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it's the one-week anniversary of us talking about it. <laughs> Not the one-week anniversary of the show, but check uh, out what we said last week. <laughs> uh, now, I, we, we talked, oh, er, maybe earlier this week or about a week ago, and you came up uh, with an idea of a challenge you would like to do. Well, we can do it right now, and let's, like, I wanted to do, like, a full episode, but fuck it. Let's do it real quick. Now, uh, for those that know the history, Terrence is always, you know, well, he's, he, the last episode I saw, he brought up, again, the challenge he gave Sean Morrison, and that he's a pussy because he didn't take the challenge, and blah, 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 and I'm king of the hill or the jungle, whatever the fuck, his chest-beating shit. Well, hey, why don't you challenge us? Challenge us and improve Improve, even though we have it on tape from the episode we did, prove that, that you quit the show. Number two, prove you're not a racist as I play clips of, you know, the SUV and shit. Uh, number three, everything else you say about us, because not a goddamn thing of it is true. Not one thing. So we'll, we'll go through the episodes and find out everything he says about us, and then he'll have to explain to us that it's uh, how it's true. Now, I know Terrence is too much of a chicken shit. And he thinks he'll think that me and Ian are ganging up on him. 
Well, just choose. Who, who do you want? Just one of us. Well, and, if he if, if he needs backup, what about Mushmouth that he was going to start the show with? He oh, my him. God. That would be gold. <laughs> Let's hope that happens, you know. I, I really hope that happens. But yeah, yeah. If if you can't if you can't get Mushmouth, then either Ian and or I. I mean, I mean, I mean Ralph and Ian. <laughs> and we can do it on any format. We can make it an audio visual podcast. We can do the do it on fucking YouTube and be up for all about an hour before it got taken down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, also, um, oh man, I was gonna say so. Oh yeah, yeah. You know how you told uh, Sean Morrison. Uh, loser leaves the internet, right? <coughs> uh-huh. Well, you know, you know him. He'll come back as Queen Tube or some shit. So, by us t- saying that he, I don't know that he has to leave the internet is nah, not good enough. I say you have to burn on camera all your Pink Panther sex toys. <laughs> yeah, and and after we beat you, then I want you to have one with Sean Morrison. And, and that that'll be the, the loser leaves their parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> They'll both be homeless, man. No, I'm just kidding. I love Sean Moore. We got to get that fucker on the show, man. I love that dude. Yeah, we got, we got to. We got Wait, to. better than Terrence, let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's let's throw that out there in whatever uh, forum that Terrence wants to do it. We'll have loser has to leave. Uh, the internet, or you know, you YouTube, what, whatever. I don't give a fuck because we're gonna win. So, I don't give a fuck. yeah, right. You have to try. All I gotta do is pull up some clips, but uh, <laughs> that contradicts everything this idiot says. Yeah, you know, and God, how how does he prove he's not racist? Uh, I don't. Maybe maybe play the tape of his mother getting gangbanged by the Globetrotters. We did it. We we showed we were colorblind here at the Rocky Metal Combat Podcast. Well, well I actually, his mother gangbanging the go, uh, glow dryers. Don't you think that's the most anti-racist shit ever? It is. It is. Yeah, because nothing racist about that. That shit. Hot. Yeah. Tight, tight. <laughs> and just just to prove, you know, how racist we're not, we added out the part where she fucked up the half white water boy. You know. We didn't need that. Oh, no. man. No mulattoes on this show. <laughs> or you can uh, just fuck off, Terrence. Either one of the two. Yeah. I would like a challenge of that. That'd be fun. I mean, yeah, he won't do it. But I just thought, yeah, he, he, you know, and he calls us Internet Warriors. He's the one out there challenging people. Oh, I hate you because... You know, Sean Morrison already said he didn't like Dennis Young, and and that's what drove Terrence crazy. So that's why he wants him off the internet. Look at the logic of that. You don't like something I like, therefore I'm gonna challenge you, bitch. I mean, ours will be different. Ours will be like, hey, why don't we just challenge you on all the fucking lies you say all the time? That'd be like me saying, oh, uh, I, I want every Sammy Hagar fan dead. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe Terrence is on to something. Yeah. Come on, Terrence. Terrence, yeah, get on I'll... the show. We need we need to talk about this. Yeah, I was thinking. What? what? <laughs> you didn't mean that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who am I kidding? I meant that shit. Yeah. Oh. When Mark yeah. brought it to my attention <laughs> that we were influential. I, I, I just want to gather up every Sammy Hagar fan and, and put them in a Texas grade school. That's, you know, you know, that, that's what I want to do. 
you know, speaking of Sammy Hagar, you know, and I don't want to get political, Ian, but I just got to say, our our country is in a turmoil. Yes. Uh, Roe versus, versus Wayne, Ray, and fucking uh, the gun control issue, right? Right. But nobody is talking about Sammy Hagar being on the new Megadeth album. Sorry, that's way more tragic. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody addresses that. No, nobody addresses that. This world is fucked. They're going to let <laughs> this happen. You know, when they blame all these shootings and all this kind of stuff on music, maybe sometimes they're right, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, I, well it's, a, it's a total, total fact that uh, everybody getting shot these days are from disgruntled Sammy Hagar fans that can't handle the fact that their hero uh, is David Lee Roth's bitch. Hey, <laughs> yeah, Mark, and I, Mark and Bushy got away with it. And, and I can't believe that, you know, the right wing hasn't gone after Sammy Hagar because it's proven fact that you listen to that shit and you pop a dick right in your mouth. Don't it don't matter who you are, you know. Well, that's accepted yeah. today. They yeah, get, they get their own bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> not in Alabama. But uh, oh yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, let's get into the news, shall we? Oh man, there's a lot of crap to talk about, isn't there? We, we haven't been back since the stadium tour, so you know, you know yeah. what's going with this shit. Oh, we're getting we're getting to that, but we got a bunch of stuff in between. Now this is funny. This was just announced. Uh, Green Day's Billy Joe Armstrong says he renounces his U.S. citizenship after the Roe versus Wade repeal. So does that mean he has to leave? Well, I I think you can renounce it and and not leave. You always see these empty promises. You know, Barbara Streisand, if a Republican wins, she's leaving the country. Never does. You know, Ted Nugent, if a Democrat wins, I'm going to fucking take my guns in the street. Uh, it never happens. So it'd be interesting to see if, if finally one of these people who says this idiotic shit uh, sticks to it. Yeah. No, no, wait. One did. Who's uh, that? Um, God damn it. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. Miley Cyrus. She did. You got to give it to her for that, man. What'd she do? She went to England. Oh, Way she left back. the country? She oh, left I... when Trump was fucking president. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, she's lived in England since fucking Trump took off. What's that been, like five years now? Yeah, longer yeah, than so, that. Yeah, give it. Hey, Miley Cyrus. Stuck to her word. Right on. Okay, well, there, there he goes. Miley Cyrus has more balls than most people. And, and, when all, of, and all of them on her chest. <laughs> okay. Like that. But, uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see. You know, I think this is, uh, you know, of course, you know, the liberal that I am, I'm very upset about this decision. But, uh, you know, I'm not leaving the fucking country. Well, I'm leaving <laughs> the know. country if Sammy Hagar appears on that Megadeth album. Oh, pack your bags. <laughs> uh, I'm, going, I'm going to Ukraine. Heard it's pretty good there this year, this time of year. Ugh. You, you would think, but no. No, it's not. What's going on over there? Something I haven't heard of yet? I, I don't know. We got more important shit going over here. Yeah, stadium tour. Let's get to it. Yeah. All right. Fuck it. Might as well get this shit over this stadium tour. Holy Mastacholi. I'm so proud of you for not going, by the way. Man, uh, free ticket, man. But I, I know we have listeners who went, uh, listeners who are going, and... Uh, all I can say is, you know, better you than me. And if you would have told me 30 fucking years ago 
that the, the weak point on this tour was going to be Motley Crue, I'd be like, what? But holy shit. Uh, oh, what a debacle that is. Sound like shit. Look uninterested. And, and what I love most of all is you guys don't get Tommy Lee, except for a couple of songs. But then you get a better drummer, which is nice. But but nobody will appreciate that you have an actual better drummer playing. Well, nobody uh, paid to see that guy, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I you know, you know I, yeah, I got to bring this up. I forgot who is. I didn't realize this, dude. Somebody brought this up that when Molly Crew that did that fake-ass contract, they said the only way they would get back together is if all four were on stage. Yeah. They even went back on that. <laughs> well, he does come out for three songs. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, with a broken, four broken ribs. Yeah, right. You can hardly breathe. Or even, dude, you can't even lift your arm like he does. I got four fucking broken ribs. And then he yeah. plays drums, bashes the drums for two, three songs. Give me a break. The guy's like, look. Let's open the fucking show with three songs I can tolerate from Motley Crue. And then let me leave before you go into fucking a live wire and shit that I hate because it's metal and it sucks. I, I mean, what do you think the deal is here? I mean, because obviously, you know, this broken rib thing. And if, if he did have them, why would you continuously come out and drum even a little bit? You know, yeah. you think you would, you would get total rest. And, and then be able to come back. So, I mean, there's total something that's fucking bullshit. And, and none of the other bands knew about it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I honestly, I, I don't have a fucking clue of what's really going on here, nor do I care. Did you hear, and this is like, yes, it sounds like a funny rumor, but this is a rumor how he broke his ribs. Because they haven't, and I'm not saying this is a joke either. I actually did read this, that he was taunting Vince Neil at rehearsal. And Vince Neil beat his, broke his ribs. He called Vince Neil Vince Neil and made fun of his weight. Yeah, now now that one I, I did not hear. I mean, I saw a lot of, you know, of course, everybody's making memes about shit. I did read that his wife uh, posted that he fell at home. That he fell at, they have like stone steps going up to their house and he yeah. ate shit and landed on that. And supposedly she posted that uh, right before the announcement was made. Uh, but still, I mean, if you did that much damage, why would you come out and play those three songs? And you know? let me tell you, I would believe that, that over fucking uh, Vince Neil beat his ass. Yeah, Vince, Vince ain't beating nobody to nothing but the fucking line at the buffet, you know? He, he would get too winded. He's not going to do that. And those guys don't even see each other, <laughs> you know, other than when they're on stage. I, I, don't, I don't buy that shit one bit, but... Man, the clips that we saw were so fucking, you know, horrible. They're, they're bored. Mm -hmm. they look fucking bored, like a paycheck. It's like, I know you're doing it for a paycheck, but, you know, at least not try to make it obvious. And and Joan Jett, I love Joan Jett, but she just looks like, why am I even here? Yeah, and, like, and uh, you know what? I, I dig Joan Jett, too. I've seen her twice. She's great. I don't oh, think yeah. it's great on this. She looks bored, too. Yeah, and, and I love Joe, and I've seen her live, and you've seen her. She puts on a great show, you know? I mean, granted, she is in her 60s now and everything, but, I mean, she's a fucking rocker through and through. And, you know, but but if you look, you know, there's usually nobody there when Joan Jett's playing. Uh, but to me, the one who's stealing the show 
is fucking poison. How sad is that? And they are. They look like, hey, we're happy to be here. And we're, you know, okay, uh, songs do nothing for me, but boy, they're giving their fans what they want. I mean, Jesus, man, they destroy everybody. I saw a report, too, of these people, Motley Crue fans, all fucking Motley Crue shirts, you know, a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. And they did a report of the whole show, recording it, little clips here and there. And, uh, they, you know, they were like, wow, Motley Crue is boring, but man, I don't like Poison, but shit, they, they, they destroyed everybody. And I've had four friends report to me from, uh, not all of them told me Poison was good. I think one of them did. But everyone else, all four of them said, dude, Motley Crue is fucking terrible. Terrible. Yeah, and look, look at that, that set list. You know, where's those deep cuts they were talking about bringing out? I mean, and they're playing Saints of Los Angeles, for Christ's sake. And, and the dirt. Oh, I, I know. Even worse. Oh my God! But then I watched Poison, and I, I was like, like I'm like I, I just got to check this out, and I'm sitting there, and you know we've taken a lot of shit for you know fucking with Terrence because of his disabilities. I'll tell you what, I feel like I don't think I'm gonna make fun of Poison anymore, because that is Special Olympics rock right there. But those little bastards are out there enjoying themselves and they're laughing with their goofy fucking smiles cc's got the balls to play eruption you know and, and you see bobby doll's got this little fucking you know bucket hat on his head you know so nobody knows that it's him and ricky rocket's still doing his fucking silly little arm moves and shit you know when he's drumming and i'm like god bless their fucking hearts man it is it's like watching these special olympics you know you got to clap no matter what. You're like, fuck, they're trying, man. They are fucking trying. Yeah, and that Special Olympics you're talking about blew away everybody on that fucking stadium show. What? I know. But I, I will say, because uh, I watch clips of everybody just, just to see. I, I think Beth Leopard looks like they're putting on a decent show. Horrible set list. No, I, I didn't. I, the clips I saw, they look kind of bored, too. Really? I, I saw one, I can't remember if it was, I think it was the Orlando show. I thought like, hey, I mean, it, not my bag, but it seemed more entertaining than what I saw out of Motley Crue, and that's just, that's just a goddamn shame, man. But <laughs> yeah, fuck, it's, there's fuck no it. shit. Nobody is out there trying harder than fucking Poison. <laughs> They're out there kicking ass. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> They're, the back, they're backstage, they're backstage each, each other, fucking giving each other over, and you go, all right, guys, let's take it outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But you, you know what? It, 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 it's like a dream come true, because this is what people who bought a ticket to this shit deserve. You deserve Poison to be the best fucking band on the bill. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and you get to enjoy them in the fucking hundred degree heat. That's oh. a fun thing about the stadium show, huh? Oh my god! Hey, lucky for those guys, you know they they kind of half-ass dress like men these days. Could you imagine if this was the fucking eighties and they're all out there and they're fucking hairspray and they're fucking makeup? <laughs> They'd look like me at that rock and pop. They'd explode, except for Brett Michaels because he ain't got hair. <laughs> Oh man, uh. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I had to watch. I, I, 
This is so, so sad. Out of all the, the clips and sets that I watch, I watch the most out of Poison. Because I'm like, really? They're going to play Fallen Angel? <laughs> and I just had to watch it and laugh. And, and you know, you oh, know something, something else I noticed Brett Michaels does, and he fucks up sometimes doing it? You notice Brett Michaels is always pointing at people in the crowd. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, because, you know, there, there's probably some chick going crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. And there's times, if you look closely, a lot of times he points and then looks. <laughs> you know, it's like, it still works. You know, it's like you point at an individual and let them go crazy. But Brett Michaels does it the whole show, which means he points at everybody <laughs> at one point of the set for them to go nuts. You know, so I don't know. I just watch that. And I go, look at these fuckers. They're working it, man. They're out there. I know. Working it. And they're all, dude. They're not young. I know. I and I, I think if I was to go to this, I would want to sit on the side of the stage with the Rock of Love chicks, you know, <laughs> and then I would leave. You know, it it was so fucking funny, though. It's so fucking funny seeing Poison own these other bands. And, yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh, poor poor. Uh, Dick Twalkins, man. <laughs> He's got to go see this shit. And, and, you, know, and, uh, you know what's fucked up, Ian? I could have seen it. If, yeah. if it was the first show of the tour, it was when I offered the free ticket and it was the second show of the tour. I said, yeah. I didn't actually say, yeah, I'll go. I go, yeah, I might. Yeah, let me know because he was going to take me and everything. He even saved gas going to this shit. And then, I, then the first night happened. I watched some of the clips and I called him out and go, Hey, dude, uh, look for somebody else, dude. I ain't going to this shit. This well, is a disaster. Well, where was the first night? I thought that was in Miami. No, first night was in... Fuck, I forgot where. Miami's the second... Oh, uh, Georgia. Oh. They opened the tour in Georgia, and then they played Miami uh, two days later. So it gave me that one day to check it out. The next day, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. I automatically got on the phone with the dude. I was like, yo, Greg, man, I saw some clips and, uh, you know, find somebody else. There's no way I'm going to this shit. No fucking way. But I did uh, have a good night that night. I, I painted my room and I watched the paint dry afterwards. Much better. Oh, man, I saw this clip. It was so funny. Uh... Or Brett was playing harmonica like like an intro. I think it was like your mama don't dance. They're still fucking trotting out that fucking abortion. I guess that, that abortion's still legal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He goes, I, I wanna I wanna tip my hat to all the veterans who, who fought so we could have parties like this. And I'm thinking like, man, if somebody would have shown uh, you know the guys on Normandy Beach, hey, this is what you're fighting for. <laughs> yeah, we'd be communists now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, ah, stay in the boat, not on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But they're yeah. they're kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I just want to like grab for that. That's what you fought for. Sixty-year-old men to go out there and prance around. Oh my god! You know, yeah. and, and and Tommy can't play. Yes, we've seen the meme. Tommy. Some people say Tommy can't play because. You know, he broke some ribs, but look at Rick Allen. He lost a fucking arm. Yeah. And uh, another thing, too, that a lot of people don't uh, realize that every time before the show, they take Mick off fucking life support and he plays the whole show. Yeah, no shit. But, I mean, on the plus side, they do get a better drummer in Tommy Clitoris. 
and they don't have to see the stupid ass Tommy Lee drum solo. You know what I mean? They don't have to watch that techno fucking nightmare. Yep. Now I don't think he'll do a drum solo because they ain't got no stupid little contraption. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Look, I saw the spinning thing. That was okay. I mean, the best was Theater of Pain because that was a straight up drum solo, and so was the Shot of the Devil show. That was just no little sound effects, no fucking techno, no nothing. Yeah. Girls, 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 that, that spinning thing had some funky music, as I remember. And I had a couple, it was visually awesome, but uh, it, 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 musically it sucked. And the same thing, Dr. Feelgood, when Tommy flew through the air, yeah, he was playing Ballroom Blitz and California Man from, but still, it wasn't a drum solo. He's just doing beats up there while flying across. The, it's like, well, it's, it's more like, dude, enjoy this music with your eyes, not your ears. You know, because his right. drums, and then even they even got worse. And, you know, I guess <laughs> the worst one had to be the roller coaster, because that was pure techno. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Molly Cruz getting owned by Poison. Yeah, Poison. That's fucking sad. <laughs> you know, and, and I gotta laugh because I, I think about that quote. I think it was uh, Tony Iommi said in his uh, autobiography. He says, uh, you know, listening to Poison is like listening to Kiss with your eyes closed. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Tony <coughs> only said that. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was me. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think. But uh, Tony's <laughs> Tony likes the French. <laughs> no, nobody likes the French. Yeah, no, Tony does. He, <laughs> he wants to make that French money when he goes there and tours. They probably build uh, places there. Yeah, smarter we can't, than us. We, can't, we can't even headline a fucking phone booth thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Both Brett Michaels and uh, Ricky Rocket said, we had no idea Tommy had broken ribs. It's because they don't talk to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How would you know? None of these people see each other. Remember all, all those times that Nikki Six talked shit about poison and don't yeah. ever compare us to poison and yeah. all this shit? Yeah. yeah, Sebastian Bach walked out of an interview because the guy brought up Voice when he was doing uh, Jekyll and Hyde. What happens a couple uh, summers later, one of those package tours, Sebastian's opening for Poison. Yeah. Oh. God. Well, you know... it's about the money, man. Yeah. If you go to that, you, you get what you deserve. You well, get I what just, you pay for. I, I got to tell you, and I, you probably saw the story, something even worse, worse out there on the road than, than the stadium tour. Worse. Did you, did you see what fucking Tracy Guns did? Oh, played in the bathroom or in the in the toilet. Yeah, he didn't come out to play the show. He played in the bathroom. You actually uh -huh. have a member, original member, really technically the only original member, right? And an amazing guitar player, may I add, that if I go see uh, L.A. Guns, it's for Tracy because the guy's a badass, amazing guitar player. And he didn't want to go out. Was it was it because of the heat or something? I forgot what. It was. Well, what he says is he has anxiety problems, and that the heat triggers it. So because it was so hot, it triggered his anxiety, and he, you know, having a panic attack and couldn't go out on stage. That would be funny as fuck with fucking uh, Tracy Guns and in, in in Guns and Roses still having that condition with Axel. That'd be fucking wacky as fuck. <laughs> Can you imagine those shows? That'd be funny. Two fucking really mentally unstable people. 
And, and the worst part is, I heard they played a couple of ballads that were like three flushers, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I would be, I would be super pissed off. But then again, if you're seeing LA Guns now, you're probably at the county fair, and uh, yeah, you know. and at least you get to enjoy some corn dogs. Yeah, it, if you look at where they were playing, it looked like it was a stage set up in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, it did look like a little small thing. And dude, I, I saw LA Guns like three years ago. I'll go see them. But if I find yeah. Tracy's in the toilet the whole time, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, come see Tracy Guns at the brand new opening of Benson Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a party in the parking lot. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that's uh that that's pretty bad. But but you know what would be a smart genius idea? Like LA guns start charging VIP and those get to go in the bathroom. Oh my god, yeah, you get to sit in the stall next to Tracy Guns. You get to place. watch Tracy Shred on the shitter. <laughs> yeah, and if <laughs> and if you can't afford those pricey toilets, you know, you can you can get a urinal for twenty dollars cheaper. <laughs> Well, I don't think VIP, 20 bucks is a little steep for VIP for an LA gun, if you ask me. That's <laughs> yeah. not a robbery. You know there'd be some guy, ah, I just need to piss, I don't care about this show. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, right? Come on, get out of there. Oh, <laughs> not only pissing off your fans because you're not up on stage, but you're pissing them off because their bladders about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> I just see he's in the middle of a solo and some guy starts banging. Hey, you got any toilet paper in there? This one's empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just let me finish the solo. Yeah. Hold on, I played Ballad of Jane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Steve Riley should should go out on tour with us. The headline, we don't play in bathrooms. The LA Guns that does not play in bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> we do our shit on the stage. Exactly. We, we suck on stage, not not behind the stage. Come watch us suck. <laughs> oh my god, what kind of fucking world do we live in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Musicians fucking playing in bathrooms, poison owning everybody at the stadium show. Uh, that ain't a sign of the apocalypse. I don't know what it is. I'm afraid the day that fucking Sammy Hagar song comes out. Oh man. So, uh, speaking of that, did you hear the new Megadeth song they released? Yes, I absolutely loved it. Though, I mean, I ain't complaining. I'm fine, because they're ripping themselves off. But next time you listen to it, the verses are identical. to Not only identical to Black Friday, but he also uses the same rhyme that he does in Black... You know, the, the, I can't remember the rhyme of the new song, but it's like, uh, Till no features remain, that thing. They use the same rhyme, like remain, and uh, something like I beat your teeth out and it doesn't remain. <clears throat> it's identical. And then it goes into this more mid-tempo that's really badass, and Kiko is fucking destroying. And the video, oh, yeah. oh my god, that's some fucking expensive shit. And that's only part one. So Yeah, yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't care for the video. I thought it looked like some... But it looked expensive. Yeah, no, no, it, yeah, it looked like that, but I guess nowadays you can do it on a fucking iPhone, but still, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. Um, the song, I loved it. I, lo I love the heaviness of it. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, not not their best. I, I don't know if it's uh, if it's good single material. I don't, I don't know if there's like a catchiness to it to make it like a good single, 
But as far as showing, hey, we're still fucking heavy, I thought it was a great choice. Uh, yeah, no, I saw it, and it just blew my mind. Even though, yeah. wait a second, that's Black Friday he's singing. The same, yeah. different words, but I just thought it was fucking ripping, man. And I liked the change. My friend Pat hated it, hated it. I said, dude, I love yeah. it, but I hate the change. The, the middle set, you know, the, where the chorus. But, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I did like it. I liked the whole thing, man. I thought it was great. I thought Kiko and Mustaine, dude. They do like a d- dual solo thing when Mustaine comes in. Fuck, man. I was like, yeah. But, you know, it's only one song. <laughs> you know, I want to hear the rest. I'm not going to yeah. quick say, oh, this new album rules. No, this new single, I think, rules. Yeah. The, the album cover left a little to be desired that yeah. they showed. But, uh, I mean, the main thing is the fucking music. I didn't care for the video or the album cover, but I love the song, and that's what's important. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited, other than the fucking Hagar track. How about uh, how about the new Ozzy? <laughs> now, this is what's funny. I, I listened to it just like, you know, I had the guns out, you know, just waiting to fucking shit all over it. I didn't mind it. I, th- I thought it was a shitty Ozzy Osbourne song, it sounded like a good Alice Cooper song, uh, but a shitty Ozzy song, and the auto tune and everything, and you know the video was stupid. Uh, but I got a, I got a feeling it's still going to be a fucking horrible album. But I didn't mind. I mean, I like the song better than fucking Perry Mason. I still, I'll never this day understand all the love for that fucking song. I think that's one of the worst fucking songs he's ever done, and I like it better than that. But I mean, it's just light years, light years away from what he was, you know, but he's been light years away from what he was since the fucking 80s, so, uh, but I didn't hate it as much as all the tracks on Ordinary Man, what'd you think? Well, I thought Jeff Beck is amazing on it, his guitar playing is fucking badass, I think the song sucks, sucks, but I will say <laughs> one good thing is that at least it didn't suck as bad as every song off that last album. Right. You know, but that, yeah. that's not a big feat to be better than that. Though. Oh, oh no. But no, it was but... better. It had a different vibe. It didn't, yeah, Ozzy's Autotune, but it wasn't as fucking overblown as it was on Ordinary Man. Yeah. You know? I, I just, I usually out the gate hate fucking albums, though, where it's all these special guests and stuff. Because I, I just, I think you have no sense of continuity. Uh, uh, no sense of like a, you know, like a road-tested band. That that knows each other. This is like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna email you my bass part, and you know I'm gonna email you this guitar solo, and I think you can hear it. You know, it doesn't. It sounds piecemeal. It doesn't sound cohesive. Uh, yeah, you know. I'm just saying. Jeff Beck sounds amazing on it. The song sucks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean Beck's amazing, but I don't know. I I, I just I don't like that method of recording. Uh. You know, I just, I don't think you can get real feel. Anything that's going to last out of shit like that, you know? It's like, what is this, a fucking Santana album where you got, you know, 50 fucking guests on it? And, uh, I don't know. Give it up. Yeah. Give it up. Retire, you know? But, uh. Did you hear the new Queens right? Yes, I did. Uh, oh, the new Maiden song? Yeah, that shit <laughs> sucks, man. I, I'm bored of Queens right now with Latoya. It's just not Queensryche, man. There's no rock and field. And, dude, I miss Jeff Tate. The guy can still scream. You know, I saw that Queen of the Right a couple months ago. 
It's like, dude, that's Queen's right to me, dude. I'm sorry, that's how it feels. Like, yes, the last few albums with, with, with Tori were good. I seen them live, <clears throat> and they were good when they played the classic songs. But the last time I saw them live were they brought out Armored Saint to open them, and then they did this weak ass fucking set list that sucked. Where I saw them at the Magic Casino do nothing but the. They didn't do anything over Minecraft, not except for Empire and Sweet. What is it, Silent Lucidity? But nothing after that. And it was mostly, dude. They opened with with Night Rider, and they played fucking The Whisper, and you know, fucking all these rare fucking songs that you never seen them play. And yeah, that's the bad part about Tate. He won't come back. But then again, man, Tate just did the whole fucking Rage for Order album. So he probably would do some of those songs. I don't know. To me, and with Scott Rockenfield, I mean, it's bad enough without DeGarmo to begin with. Right. And Tate. And then, what the fuck? Now you got the two guys that were like the most unpopular two of the band. You know, I mean, they're great players, but come on. You think right. of first Jeff Tate. Then you think of DeGarmo. Then you think of Rockenfield. Then you think of the other two. Right. Uh, I, I didn't hate the song as much as you, but again, I didn't think there was anything about it that, that remotely sounded like Queensryche. And I, I got a co-worker who's huge into Queensryche. And, uh, you know, I told him, hey, check out the new song. Boy, he didn't like it at all. <laughs> you, know, now, you know, you know what I didn't like about it? I thought they were trying to be Queensryche. And, they, you know, here's the thing, man. Who's the main songwriter in Queensryche? DeGarmo and Tate. Yeah. They're trying to recreate some of that shit. And I see it in the new video where they do those kind of quirky fucking changes that each change sucked. I was like, come on, man, stop this nonsense already. Or, you know, I'll just, better yet, I'll just stop listening to this nonsense. I'll let you all that like this fucking, you know, scab right shit, enjoy yourself. But uh, count me out, man. I, I'm never going to see this band live ever again. If, unless they brought back, dude, at least Rock and Field, okay? I can then I can fucking deal with I've already dealt with uh, without Tate and the Garmo, but I ain't gonna deal after dude. The last time was a bait and switch, dude. He was supposed to be there. He wasn't there. I was like, what the fuck? Where's where's, where's fucking you know Rockenfield? Oh man, this sucks. You know, and that's it, man. I'm done. But I met uh, the Glory, and he was a super nice guy. Uh, so you know, he's a nice dude, but. Fuck this shit. Man, you sound like uh, Charles Slash Chuck when he went and saw fucking Guns N' Roses and Buckethead came out. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, where's Gilby Clark? Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Chuck Charles. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't hate it, but it didn't sound like Queensryche and it didn't inspire me to, to check out the new album. Uh, somebody else... Uh, not doing too good is uh, Tommy Aldridge, and yeah. I'm, I'm hearing mixed things on this from severe health problems to uh, David Coverdale made it sound a lot less serious. But I'm wondering if that's being you know just not to scare fans from not coming. I don't know. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see what I think uh, in September with uh, Scorpion. <clears throat> nice. I hope uh, just there. One of my yeah. yeah, amazing drummer, but you know, that dude, I think he's in his 70s now. He looks it. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, an amazing drummer. And, and when you think 
white snake you know drumming isn't the first thing that comes to your mind anyway but uh yeah that would suck that would suck to go see him now uh, and i gotta say to something about white snake that i gotta give david coverdale a hundred percent fucking kudos for this shit <clears throat> did you see the clip where he brought steve i out <clears throat> Uh, I, I saw the headline. I didn't watch the clip. Okay, if you watch the clip, Steve I comes out for Still of the Night, right? And uh, they're <clears throat> uh, Coverdale singing. But then the high register part, he had the keyboard dude singing. They're, they, they hired a singer. I'm sure right. you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. To be up there to fucking cover. I love that. You know, you get to see the performer. Then, okay, you can't hit the high notes. And he have a human being on stage doing it instead of a fucking backing track. You know what I'm saying? So I love that. I think that's really admirable. You know, and he even said, this is the last story. We'll see. But let me tell you something about fucking David Coverdale. I was, David Coverdale comes off to me. Like, you don't give a fuck about Whitesnake. He's just this fucking guy that's like, yeah, that's how I make a living. You know, but... You know, he doesn't bash the thing, but he comes off really cool to me in interviews. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. hey, darling. You know, he says all this yeah, shit. Yeah. I dig him as a human being, and his interviews are, are fucking great. And he's kind of like, dude, if, unless you ask him about White Snake, he ain't going to say a thing about him, you know? Right. Yeah, he'd, he'd rather try to drum up a Coverdale Page reunion. Yeah, I would love that, too. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I do respect the fact that he doesn't hide it. And, you know, he says, hey, this guy's helping out on vocals, and he does that, you know. No, that's great. And I think he sound, he didn't sound too bad. I think he sounded better. The clip that I saw was from somewhere in Europe. And, uh, you know, definitely in a lower register. But I didn't think it was horrible. No. But, you know, he's got, he's, got, he's got help, and if you admit it, yeah. Yeah, kudos to him. No, and, and you know, when he sings the lower register stuff, it's fine. You just can't do the highs anymore. Understandable. So get it. Either stop this nonsense or get a human being on stage to hit those notes. So you, you got two focuses. Like, wow, that guy's a badass. But you still got David Coverdale there. You know what I'm saying? You know, so right. get both the best of both worlds. Okay, he can't hit the highs anymore. Okay, I'm sorry, all you fucks that didn't that are too young that weren't old like me that got to see him screaming his ass off. So I'm fine. You know, I got to see him do it. You know awesome well here's something that really shocked me <laughs> I, and I, something tells me you probably didn't even click on this and i granted i did just out of morbid curiosity did you see mark tremonti sing frank sinatra classics no i didn't even click i didn't even see that link <laughs> okay well he did a, a charity event for down syndrome he has a child with down syndrome and he did this uh, sold out charity concert in orlando and he did nothing but Frank Sinatra material. Holy shit, was this guy good. I could not believe This guy has got a voice. Tremonti is the guitar player for Creed, right? That has a yeah. solo thing with... Um, yeah, he, he's got uh, Creed. He's got Alter Bridge. That's who I was and, and And he also has a, another solo project that's called Tremonti. And... I, I've known he's a good guitar player. I mean, I hate all the bands that he's in, but I, I do know he's a talented guitar player, and he does love uh, metal. I mean, when he talks about his influence, what he listened to growing up, you know, it's nothing like what he plays. Um, 
but I was really blown away uh, how good he sang. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, you know, I, I know probably a lot of our listeners don't like Frank Sinatra or shit like that, but he fucking nailed it. And uh, I was pretty impressed. And, you know, and of course, it's for a great cause. It was for charity. And I think he released... Uh, you could buy a CD there of him doing the Frank shit, and, and all the stuff goes to charity, which inspired me. I, I think I'm going to do one uh, to try to cure whatever the fuck Terrence has. Yeah, and I'm going to get up there, and, yeah. and I'm going to do Vince Neil. Well, that's you know? what Terrence has, is Down Syndrome. You know, let me tell you, let me tell you, Ian, all this money they raise for Down Syndrome, I hope none of it goes to Boston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, it it won't go to Boston. It'll go to uh, Super Tramp, Pink Floyd. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's Amazon account. Yeah, but uh, some if you see it on Blabbermouth, click on it, check it out, man. It, it's it's pretty cool, and again for a good cause. And uh, yeah, you know it's got to be rough being being a parent, you know, of a child with a disability, and. Uh, can't goof on the guy for that, man. That's a, that's a great thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, dude. I'm glad he sang those songs good. Good for him. Yeah. Yep. And and somebody who I thought didn't sound very good. Oh, <clears throat> did you see... Did you see uh, and I just don't think he was the right guy for the song. But did you see Sebastian Bach get up and perform high enough with Night Ranger? No, I have not. Ooh. Man, was that rough. Uh, yeah, I guess he's opening up for Night Ranger now. Like and, if the uh, song ain't rough enough. Yeah, and he came out and did high enough. And, uh, ooh, yeah. That is such you a shitty-ass song, dude. Yeah, it is. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Ricky Rocket says he's up for new music and more touring from Poison. So am I. I, <laughs> I, I am, too. I am too. Yeah, man, that'd be a great review. That's it again. I, I think I think they're gonna get a lot of momentum going from this tour. You're gonna see other bands get the like Slayer will get back together and open up for fucking poison, man, because they're gonna build a fan base here. <laughs> oh my god. But and let's hope they do put out a new poison album so we can review it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've done god. some of those recently on my Suck vs. Suck uh what was that one? I, I yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, I heard already. Flesh and blood. Woo. Yeah, which we and, will do. We will do in the future. And a covers album they did. They did a cover yeah. Po- po- poisoned. I, yeah, I saw yeah. that one. Who, who was it? it? Was uh, it was oh against Death Leopard's cover album. Yeah. I yeah. Saw that. Oh man, and it beat the fuck out of Death Leopard, just like the stadium show. Because some of those songs, I was like, you know what? Poison ain't bad as long as they play a simple song from somebody else. Because it's, you know, it's like so, what I like about you. I was like, this ain't that bad. Uh, but right. it, they open it with Little Willie, which is like one of the most special songs of my life because I bought the right. Fort Fire right. in, back in 1973. And they were playing. I was like, bro, this ain't bad. But then the end went into this whole mess. Like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like there's the poison <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God. but that the Def Leppard one. Oh my God! Hey, yeah, I heard, I heard right. a little bit of that. Yeah, you heard that? That was covered. Oh, oh my so God! Bad. They fucked up a Thin Lizzy song, but there is a song on there where Phil Collins sings. And speaking of Tremonti, I was very impressed with Phil Collins. His song. Oh yeah, 
Well, I, I thought I'd talked to you about it before. He has a side band called, uh, God, I can't remember what the fucking it, name it like of it. like Man Rays or something like that? Yeah, Man Rays. Yeah, with Paul uh, Crook from uh, Sex Pistols on drums. And, uh, I mean, I downloaded it. <laughs> I only listened to one song that I heard and liked. But I was like, God damn, why can't Def Leppard do a song like this? It was really good. I liked his voice. I liked the guitar. And, you know, it was, it's not a heavy, heavy song by any means. But, I mean, it was just, it was more rocking and, and not overproduced. And I was like, God damn, he's, you know, I dug it. I dug it. I think I might have listened to one other song and it sucks. So I was like, ah, I bet the rest sucks. And never gave it another listen. Oh, God. Dave Mustaine says he will forgive Dave Ellison, but won't play music with him anymore. I think this shit's so fucking lame. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. With your fucking... I'll fuck you. What the fuck did Dave do What did he do to him? Nothing. It wasn't like he was doing that shit to his daughter over the phone. Fuck you. Yeah, you know, and my thing is, I I really hate, like, self-righteous people that, you know, look at all this shit you've done, you know, and how you fucked over everybody you've played with and all this shit, you know, uh, you know, but because you're the one holding the, the reins and everything, you know, it, I, I felt the same way and I know you hate him, but I'm a, I'm a big uh, Marilyn Manson fan. And when he kicked Twiggy out of the band uh, because of some shit came up about him beating up his girlfriend, I'm like, really? You? You know, and then what's What's funny is that was right, you know, that was a couple of years before these all this latest trouble that he's in. Carl. And I'm like, I'm like, you of all people are going to kick out the guy who writes 90% of your fucking music. And when he left the band, your sales went in the toilet, you know, and you, you begged him to come back. And now you're going to kick him out because of allegations of some shit he did fucking 20 fucking years ago. You know, that's... I, I can't stand that shit, man. Stand, stand by your brother, you know? Unless he did, like, some totally, you know... I mean, yeah, granted, there, yeah, there's some things, but I don't think either one of these offenses are, like, you know... And it's not like it just happened. Well, I guess Dave's... <laughs> Ellison's it just happened, but still, come on. You know, you're going to kick him out over that? Oh, how rock and roll. You know, yeah. Bull, bullshit. It, to me, it's all pressure. It's like, so, I, I, would, I would have thought Game of Steam would be like the most badass motherfucker going, I don't give a fuck what any of you say. Junior right. said. Yeah, like, no, I want the guy from White Lion. Fuck you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I've seen people online going, that guy's way better than Dave Allison. I'm like, okay. All right. I, you know, nothing against Lomenzo. He, he's a capital bass player. But... He ain't no Dave Allison. Well, I'm talking about early Dave Allison. Yeah, he, he dumped it down a lot, but the, the shit he did on the first two albums, holy shit, man, guy's a monster. But uh, you know, I, I think with with Mustaine, you know, I I think, you know, he oh I'm a Christian, you know, I forgive and all this shit. I don't think he ever got over that fucking lawsuit. I think he took back Ellison because he needed Ellison back because the Megadeth name needed a little bit more credibility than what it had at the time. And I, I, I think he took he took him back for bullshit reasons, and then he dumped him the first chance he could. Yeah. But you and know, plus, but that and plus the pay cut helps when, when he's giving Lamenza. Yeah. But I, I guess to be devil's advocate here, you know, 
if I had to deal with not only Ellison but uh, that hazelnut guy, that oh, might have pushed God. me over the edge too. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why Dave kicked him out. I've heard some things I can't say, but I've heard some things. Um, but look at you, Mr. Yeah. Fudge. Yeah, I, I know, but I, I have to respect the source, so I can't say anything. Um, something very cool. Did you see the Lemmy statue at Hellfest? Yeah, the, the, uh, and, and it has Lemmy's ashes inside. Yeah, but I mean, the, the size of that thing. Yeah, it's fucking humongous. Oh, man, and, and who deserves it more than Lemmy? Mm. I mean, oh, God, Lemmy is so fucking missed. Uh, and real music like that is so fucking missed. God. I saw this Lemmy interview the other day, and they brought up Andy Warhol, and he went nuts. The fuck is up with this, with these fucking twelve pictures of Marilyn Man, Marilyn Monroe, in fucking, in, in different colors? <laughs> he just didn't get it. <laughs> I loved it though, because I don't like Andy Warhol either. I was like, yeah, Lemmy. <laughs> Yeah, man, a true fucking original. Miss that. Love Zaba, man. There's a video of him talking how he much loves Zaba. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. And uh, let's go from a true original to a true copycat. Or should I say a copy kiss? Did you see Kiss is releasing a, a new archive title off the soundboard live in Des Moines, 1977? Yeah, that's interesting to me. You know, uh, he doesn't want me to give his real name. Mr. J got me the new one and the first one. But he was wise enough not to give me the second one because it's scabalicious. But, yeah. yeah, it's not bad. Sounds fine, you know. But a 77 one? Shit, Mr. J, take all the rest. I'll buy it. But you know what? I got to hear it first. Because I don't, well, know, I don't know what if you're aware of this, but, you know, Kids released that Destroyer box set with yeah. a, a Paris show from the Destroyer tour. Dude, that shit sounds like it was recorded in the audience. It's beyond terrible unlistenable it's like well, what if the 77 sounds like that well apparently you know the the people who have heard it say it's fucking amazing uh in, in fact kiss has been playing it on this whole farewell tour yeah yeah really <laughs> so they're, they, they, they're, they're, they're piping in the classic tracks they haven't done in a while yeah yeah I, I, i'll check it out i ain't gonna pay for it but Mr. X will get it for me. Oh, you know, speaking of Paul Stanley, the other day I saw a performance of Guns N' Roses doing Paradise City because somebody wrote me saying, dude, Axel's piping it in, right? And he goes, yeah. check out the part where he goes home, like right before the guitar solo. Well, I watched yeah. it. Now, it is him singing, but there is a vocal track with him singing. You can totally tell it's two voices at once because he's hitting that high note. So he's using supplemental trucks, which I guess is okay. Paul Stanley does it too, but Paul Stanley mines the real high stuff. But Axel just, he did scream with it, but there is a pipe. And I don't like that, man. It's like, dude, let's, I want it raw. I like mistakes and all. Like when I saw The Who a couple of months back where somebody uh, argued with me saying they've been using tapes of 77, whatever the fuck. I saw them like two months ago. They fucked up a song and had to start it over. That I love. I love mistakes, dude. What the fuck? I want a live show. I mean, it's so is, is that too much? Or just let us know. Let yeah. us. Gene Simmons is the one who came up with that idea. You know, to let the people know that there are tapes being made. 
But you know what's really unfair is that most people say that, oh, I work in the concert industry and every band does it. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Pat Benatar didn't do the other night. Skid Row and even, well, Warren, I was kind of far. Couldn't couldn't really tell, but shit, that shit sounded horrible. It had to be live. And uh, <laughs> and Quiet Riot, man, that shit was live as fuck. And uh, I've seen Sticks fuck up. I've seen a bunch of bands that I know, you can just tell it's live. You know, I don't mind a little, you know, talking word or a little keyboard noise on the side to supplement the song. But dude, as far as I see a bass player, a guitar player, a singer and drummer on stage, I want that shit to be live. Period. Right. Yeah, you know, we, we both agree, you know, we have no problem with touched up live albums. You know, a lot of our favorite live albums are touched up. Yeah, but I'm home. Right. I'm not out at exactly. a live show, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of that's ego, you know. People just, you know, won't admit that they can't. And and, and in today's day and age, you know, it could potentially be bad for business too, because, you, you know, I mean, look how quick if you fuck up, look how quick it's on the internet. Yeah. And look how, you know, I mean, granted, you were going to pay; it was already paid for, but you turned down going to see the stadium tour because you got to see the first night so probably a lot of these bands are worried like oh god if they see what we really sound like nobody's going to come out at a time where this is the only way they make money you know record sales are, are shit you know and, and half these bands that they put out a new album it's not going to sell anyway so all they have is the tour so it's probably a little insurance you know to keep the facade up yeah after this tour poison and joan jett are going to say man all this time we could have used some tapes <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, oh, and you know, Poison's not using a tape because whoever was recording would be laughing too hard the whole time. You know, you wouldn't hear anything over the fucking laughter. They would fuck up left and right. It'd be like you know, like me. You know, you you put a tape up on a Thrasher die. I will fuck up so bad. <laughs> and you know, people make fun of Paul Stanley all you want, motherfucker. But they played hundreds of tours, and what do you get busted twelve times? The fucker's good at it, man. I would suck <laughs> at it. I would totally suck. I'd be busted left and right every fucking show. Yeah, you said it. Kiss is damn good at ripping off fans. They've been yeah. doing it for years. Yeah, fucking. Oh uh, shit. Well, uh, a sad passing. Keyboardist Brett Tuggle passed away at 70 years old, yeah. and if you, if most people, if they do know who he is, uh, of course I did. I'm sure you did from playing with the David Lee Roth band. Uh, he also did a lot of tours with Fleetwood Mac. He's played with just about everybody in the studio. Uh, he but, was on stage too. He wasn't a background person. He's even in those, yeah, just like Paradise video and stuff. Yeah, well, he he, he co-wrote just like Paradise. Well, that's, um, hold that against him. Yeah, but uh, also he was he was with Dave when I saw him uh, on the uh, Little Ain't Enough tour. He was still with him at that time. In yeah. fact, his his brother was playing bass at that time. Yep, and he was up on stage, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so far, you know, Billy Sheehan's posted some stuff. Steve Vai has. Oddly enough, Dave hasn't made it statement yet but i know dave, dave doesn't really do that that much no you know i i don't you know and, and i think some people see that as like what the fuck where's he but i think there's also a certain element of class to that too like i'm not gonna jump on this moment you know to get my name out there kind of thing so 
And plus, I, I, he's really busy being Dave. Yeah. That's, that's not an easy thing to do, be him. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> a very that's, time that's consuming. A, that's a full-time fucking job. Let me tell you, man, you, wait, you know how he talks. It takes, like, you know, you don't understand it. That's how Dave is in real life. He's like, well, I got to go buy some eggs. But, you know, they'll go into this whole philosophy and get off track that you can go to the supermarket to buy eggs. But he went off talking about the Himalayas and shit. <laughs> That's how Dave is, boy. You bring up fucking whatever, dude. Like, oh, hey, Dave, you like this nail on the board? And sometime he'll fucking, some way he'll turn it into, you know, fucking uh, the, the jungles of Africa. And, you know. Ow, woo -woo! Pushing boats, you know? Very difficult being him, man. Time-consuming. Draining. Oh, God. Well, rest in peace, Brett Tuggle. Can you imagine Dave did do a statement on Brett Tuggle? He's like, right, rest in peace, my friend Brett Tuggle. And, man, the air conditioner I bought the other day. You know? <laughs> Just go that... another tangent. <laughs> oh, man. Here's something. Oh, God. This was so sad and so funny at the same time. And I know you didn't bother to check this out. <laughs> but just in case, did you hear the new Bullet Boys song, Holy Fuck? Yeah, you know I didn't do that. <laughs> don't get don't get ridiculous. Oh my god, I was watching the video and I'm a I'm a Bullet Boys fan, mind you. And that's how fucked up I am. Damn. I am a Bullet Boys fan and I'm admitting it. Up in you. Yeah. Um so I'm like, I, I got to check this out, you know, I, and I knew it would suck because this is now it's back to, you know, Mark Torkin is, is the only, you know, member, you know, the only original member in it. And everything they've done, uh, in my opinion, that isn't what the original members has been pretty fucking pissed for. But I'm watching this video and I was like, holy fuck. I mean, it, it's so obvious that this guy's dying his hair. You know, it's like jet fucking black, you know, and it, it's just like the stupidest fucking song. It sounds nothing like a Bullet Boy song <laughs> because none of the, actually he has a music, a guy played with um, uh, Lizzie Borden, Ira Black. Yeah. He's, he's a good guitar player. He's played, he's played with a couple other people. Good guitar player. Uh, but yeah, it sounds nothing like, you know, what I consider classic Bullet Boys. But I'm just laughing, looking at looking at this guy. I'm like, how old is he? Because I knew he was kind of, he'd been around the scene. He actually auditioned to replace Randy Rhodes. Yeah, I know. I heard he's an insanely talented guitar player. Yeah. And uh, so I Googled, and he's like, I can't remember if he's like 60 or 60-something. 60 and I'm just laughing, like, here you are, 60 years old, dyeing your hair jet fucking black, singing this goofy-ass fucking song. I'm like thinking, like, God damn, you're 60 years old. You know, I, I just imagine this guy like <laughs> trying to go like buy a car. You know, and you got to fill out the form. You know, what do you do for a job? I'm a bullet boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm one of the boys. I'm one of the bullet boys. I'm cool. I'm hip. <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you, back when that first song came out, "Smooth Up in Ya," I'm watching that, yeah. and I, I remember thinking. I can totally see this idiot do this at 60. And he is. And he is. But yeah, it was it was really, really shitty. I saw, Voice didn't I, I saw, dude, I saw, the only times I ever saw, I actually saw the Bullet Boys. Wow. Headline. Headline. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. 
at, at the Button Southers Club, and the opening band was The Scream. And that's how I discovered them. And then, you know, I mean, I didn't know who Karabi was, but I was like, oh, shit, that's Bruce Lee from Racer X. And yeah. I think there was another member of Racer X in the band. So I was like, oh, cool. And I, I did enjoy it. I bought the Scream CD, and about, like, you know, half of it's really, really good. The other half is like, eh. But, you know, um, yeah, I saw the screen. Then I saw the bullet boards. Ah, oh, man, what I would do for pussy back in the day. I wouldn't do that shit no more. I don't give a fuck who you are. I'll jack off rather than taking a chick to a bullet board show. <laughs> oh, man. At least you got to see bullet boys. I never got that pleasure. Back then, me so horny. <laughs> oh shit well let me look i think that might be about it unless you've got something else oh well, here, here, here's something we got to mention uh i thought this was pretty cool but in a way i don't like how it's being publicized uh but iron maiden is going to cover the remaining cost of paul diano's surgeries and treatments yeah i love that i think that's very i mean two thumbs up to maiden for that man that's yeah no i I think it's great, uh, but you know, on the other hand, that's that's a drop in the bucket for them. It, it really is, and I think it would have been a little bit classier to do it anonymous. You know, you know what I mean, just to keep it out of yeah, the press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it under hush hush. You, you know, don't make it look like oh, we're gonna give him a handout. You know, he's down on his luck, kind of shit. You know, if you're gonna do it, do it. Don't you know, sit there and yeah, braggadocious about it. I don't even know, understand why Maiden would do that. It's not they're, they're like such a loved band. I guess so. it's kind of like the Foo Fighters saying, yes, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. But Dave Grohl goes way out of his way to look how good I am. Look what a great person I am, you know? But that guy doesn't donate to shit because if he did, he'd brag about it. Rest in yeah, peace. Well, well, that's, that, that's kind of how I feel about this. Like, is this just a show like, Oh, he's not in Maiden anymore. He needs our help, and we're the mighty Iron Maiden. But then again, you also don't know how this information was released. Maybe, maybe Iron Maiden didn't say it. Maybe Paul Diano said it. That I yeah. don't know. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, either way, I, I, I give them two thumbs up. Even if they wanted to be like, "Hey, look at us uh, donating," good. At least it's something, you know, fucking yeah. wild, you know? Yeah, and. uh you can edit this out uh, if, if you want. Did, did you send an email to Paul Diano? I thought you were supposed to do that. Oh, I thought you were going to do it. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Well, well can, can you send... You you, yeah. you know how to deal with these guys better. Yeah, yeah. send something to him because Dracula just sent me a thing wanting to know if we heard something back. Oh, okay. Blah. Yeah. Yeah, blah. Yeah, so, so check that. That'd be great to get him on. He said he was awesome. Can you imagine the fun we could have with Paul Diano? Oh, I hope he's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as he rides with us. But, you know, we just they just donated to save his fucking life. He ain't going to badmouth them. I don't think I don't think it's going to go over well, Ian, because I, I know it's up your sleeve. Oh, no, I, I, I don't think... I, I wouldn't go that route. I just think we could have fun with him, period, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I love to have fun with him. How much Iron Man sucks without Yeah. Him. Yeah. And, and who knows, you know, Paul, Paul's been one to speak his mind, so that, that could be pretty interesting. Yeah, but I think now he's, like, too choked up, happy that made him pay for his shit. They ain't yeah. nothing bad about him. But we, we could still have a great interview with, yeah, without... Yeah, we could talk that. about how Rob Hoffman tried to fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> and he was too drunk to know. Yeah. 
Of course yeah. he didn't remember that story because he was drunk that night. Yeah, well, send something to him. Yeah, because I'll, I'll take off work for that if, if I have to. Okay, I will. All right, so you can edit that that out and everything. All right. Uh, all right. All right, well, I think that's about it. We've been going pretty long on the news, and uh, and we've got an album to review. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. <laughs> yes, uh, thanks to Jason Smith. We are reviewing Galactic Cowboys' 1998 album, At the End of the Day. And uh, this is a band I'd heard the name before. But I confused them with a, a lot of other bands that came out late 80s, early 90s. You know, like Johnny Crash or Rhino Bucket, you know, or Hurricane Alice. You know, I was thinking it was a long that vein of, of, you know, like 26 tier cock rock, uh, which this band apparently isn't. Uh, and, I, and I did read this thing, like they were expected to be like a big deal. They were signed to Geffen the same time as Nirvana. And I guess their album, their debut album came out the same year as Nirvana's. And they had high hopes for this album. They really thought this was going to be a big deal. And, uh, Shit like that, but we all know how that went. Uh, but had you ever heard of this band before? Did you know anything about them? Yeah, and actually, believe it or not, I may still have it. I don't know if it was their first album or not, and I don't know. I know I didn't buy it, but I have that CD where it's like a green man, like a Martian with you know like a globe on his head. It's just yeah. him. He's all in green. I have that. I may have that somewhere. Maybe I gave it away, but. I, I don't need to tell you the truth. I don't even remember. I must have listened to it because anybody gives me a CD, I'll listen to it. But God damn, it's been so many years that I don't remember. But I just heard this. <laughs> but you don't you don't remember how you felt about the other album one way or At the all. other. I don't even. I must have not liked it because I never popped it in again. And I don't know. I, I don't know if I gave it away or or it's in, still in my collection. It might be. It might be. I know it's just, it, it might be that first album because it seems like 20 years ago. Well, like, the, 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 I don't think that's their first album, the one you're talk, talking about. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, because that had a black album cover. Um, but yeah, this is going to be uh, <laughs> kind of a different review because Ralph, neither Ralph or I have any history with this. Ralph's only heard the album once. I've heard it twice. Uh, but hey, you pay for it, you're going to get it. Watch out what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Let's get this out of the way. I do appreciate your donation. That's it. I'm done being nice. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, Jason. Now, now put on your Terrence safety helmet for this one. <laughs> it could yeah. get rough. All right. All right. Well, the, the funny thing is, we, you know, we had a couple of hiccups, and that's why we haven't recorded the last couple of weeks. And one of the days I thought we were going to record, I listened to this early in the morning, and I didn't do notes. Uh, I usually like to do, a, you know, I've said it many times, I like to listen to it, you know, once, and then listen to it again, maybe three times, do and, and do my notes. But, uh, you know, Ralph, I, I, you just listened to it today, right? And I, and I just got on uh, online, I found the album, it's called Space in Your Face, and it was the second album from 93. Yeah, I probably had it that long. I'm pretty sure I got it when I was new. So yeah, it's, it's been almost 30, uh, 30 years. 
But as I listened to this on, on my first initial listen, I was like, well, this is nothing like what I thought they were. And I was like, hmm, Ralph might actually like this one. This, this might be one of those weird, you know, weird things that Ralph likes. Yeah, I, I do but, have something to say about that, and I'm very serious with you. <laughs> you know, for you to think um, I like this, you seriously should look. Somebody got to do something, man. You got you need, you need some type of intervention because I know it's not just alcohol for you to think that something well, else going in your veins. I, and, and I'll give my my reasons later why I thought you might like this. Oh, well, gee, thanks. Uh, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert: I was wrong. Uh, but while I was looking up this band, I was like, yeah, 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 and I know the name. And then I saw that they're, while not technically a Christian band, uh, they, they definitely have, they're all Christians. Uh, I guess there's been a lot of stuff in their songs that's been like, uh, okay, uh, Christian leaning, but they weren't as like out front with it as Striper was, but kind of kind of like how King's X is. King's X are all Christians and there's been you know, themes of Christianity throughout their different albums, but they, they didn't like, you know, push it out there the way Striper did. So already I was like, okay, guns out. I'm going to hate this shit. And I'm like, fucking Christian rock. You know, where's the Santa rock? Where, where, where's the Santa metal of grown men that still believe in Santa Claus and write songs about it and how everybody should believe in Santa? Yeah, it just boggles my fucking mind. But that's a rant for another fucking time. But already I thought I was going to hate this. But man, was it something different than what I expected. Did you have any preconceived notions going in, Ralph? No. I was like, well, I know this band. You know, before I, before I really bash this, I have done, I told you this before the show, I've done like, I don't know, like 20 horrible albums for my YouTube page for the Suck vs. Suck thing. So I've studied like 20 albums, including Pretty Boy Floyd and The Poison, and, you know, all this garbage. And uh, and I, now I got to do two Faster Pussycat songs albums. I'm not looking forward to that shit. So yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I've just been studying crap, crap after crap, and here I am again. And, you know, and Ian sent me an email where we have still like fucking 30 something left. I thought we were <laughs> down to 10. I got to say. Yeah, I, th so I thought we were too. I, I got to tell you, looking down the list there, I did see some good ones though. I saw some, I, you might not like it, but I was like, oh, okay, here we go. All right. I, I like that one. Yeah, I love that one. Should I have this on vinyl? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. But then there were some that were like, come on, man. What's wrong <laughs> with you people? Seriously. Fuck. I mean, what, what? does music ever do to you? <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. You got to watch how funny you are in this episode because there there is a certain part of our audience that just loves to hear you upset. Well, but I got to say this. Now you bring that up. All right, fine. Everybody that's donated that we're gonna do all these fucking garbage albums. Fine, okay. But now for after we're done with these garbage albums, anybody that sends a shit like this. I'm adding you to each song when I when I bash it. <laughs> not gonna do it now because I did not warn the people. But man, anybody that I, that fucking wants us to 
man, and believe me, man, we're going to get some money from Masochist. Because I am really going to fucking rake you over the fucking coals for making a list, listen to shit like this. Except for you, <laughs> Mr. Galactic Cowboy Dude. You know, thank you. But yeah, yeah. there there is an audience for this. Uh, is there really? Is there maybe, really? Well, 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 I'm saying maybe not this album in particular, but I've noticed, you know, because I, I do I do watch the numbers. And it has suffered, uh, you know, with us doing the, you know, these really weird out of there albums. You know, the heart and core audience is still there. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm looking at a lot of the lists we got. We might have to take a break here and there and just do yeah. something. No, that, we definitely that, that, do. We definitely you Because know. when you told me we were down to 10, I was like, fuck yeah, yeah let's do them all. Fuck it. Let's get it over with. But Nat, when you threw me that list of 32, I was like, oh, come on, dude. We ain't doing all this shit in a row. Yeah, I went I went through with a fine-tooth comb and went back through everything. And, you know, I apologize. It's taken this long to get it done. But we are going to have to take a little break and do something that Ralph and I want to do. I think we need to do it for the show because if we do a bunch of ones that we don't want to do in a row, I think it's it's the show's going to suffer. I don't think it'll be as funny. But everyone will get done. And like I said, I've got a really comprehensive list here. And, you know, who's who's guesting and everything. I My wife did an amazing job of writing all this shit down. And uh, we will get to it, but we might have to take a couple of breaks. Because if we did a bunch of albums like this, it put a strain. <laughs> it put a strain on the show. Might take a couple of breaks? Fuck that. <laughs> take a lot of fucking breaks. Oh, oh, oh and I want to throw this out there because we did have one person who went and used the old link to the Rocket Pod and paid for an album to get done. Uh, okay, we're going to honor it. But but no more. No nobody send money to that. To the, I, I I need to disable it uh, to the old rock and pop link because we can't take on any more right now. I don't. Maybe some. And I'm talking years from now. We might do some fan paid episodes again. But <laughs> for the foreseeable future, no way. No, no that's way. It. That's it. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. You all don't have fucking podcasts. Oops, sorry. No, I appreciate the donation. Yes, we do. We appreciate each and every one of you. But yeah, for the for the sake of the show and our sanity. Yeah, uh, come on, man. I mean, seriously. We, we, we got to get back to doing, you know, at least a few here and there of, of why Ralph and I did this in the first place. Yeah, uh, like enough already, man. Jesus Christ. Or, it's going on for fucking years. Man, let me tell you, it was great. Yeah, we got a free plane trip. We got free food. We got to enjoy the rocket pod. But I still don't think this torture. I'm sorry, man. I would not do this for a free trip to Nashville. Like for this fucking long. I'm going to have to do it. But anybody that sends after this, let me tell you something. Fuck you. Just for, <laughs> just for doing sending it afterwards, we're keeping your fucking money. You fuck. <laughs> just let us for a goddamn show. We're goddamn successful. <laughs> now we're not, because we're talking about this shit. Who the fuck's gonna listen to Galactic Cowboy episode? Seriously, other than the hardcore. Yeah, nice oh man, let's see what's up with Ian and Al. Holy shit, man. Last week Life of Agony, now God. What the fuck's going on over there? They're not even clicking to find out these are donated. They probably thought we lost our mind. We've become a yeah. fan of suck. 
Well, I have I have received a couple messages. Not a lot, but a couple of like, hey, man, th- this fan shit's really dragging the show down. No shit. And, That's and, why we need breaks. And, and, and again, no, no disrespect, you know, to anybody who picks something that we feel is kind of weird, man. And if you dig it, great, you know. Hey, no, we're, we're it's not. Man, it's not, dude. It's not. It's not <laughs> great. Y'all trying fucking to... stop this nonsense. <laughs> Hey, save some of that energy. We got 16 fucking songs to go through. That's another thing. This is like a double fucking album. Yeah. (laughs) This this is like the beige album. Oh, my God. All right. Well, Ralph, why don't you start us off with the opening track, Nothing to Say. Nothing to Say. (laughs) If you have nothing to say, then why write a song about it? This song should be silent and instrumental, at least an instrumental, you know? But they're singing on it. You do have something to say. It sucks. I can't stand this song. It's only on song one for me. (laughs) Yeah, Ralph didn't text me. He's like, six songs in, this is the worst shit ever. I I think this is the most text I've ever got from you before we recorded the show. (laughs) Uh, All right, first track. I've heard worse. I've heard better. Uh, to me, it, this is very '90s. I mean, it makes sense. It came out in '98, but to me, it's like enough's enough meets grunge. They're 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 trying. They can't decide if they're a hard rock band or a power pop band, uh, or if they're trying to be grungy. I don't know if all their albums are like this. I haven't heard anything else from this band, but on on this one, I really. Not only this song, but this entire album, I really hear a whole like, like kitchen sink. You know, oh, we want to be the Beatles. Oh, we want to be Stone Temple Pilots. So we want to be Cheap Trick. You know, we want to do all this shit. And I don't know. It's 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 all over the place. Yet at the same time, it all sounds the same. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's just there there there's a constant level of suck. But I do hear some like decent songwriting, but there's always something in the song that ends up annoying me. But because of the like the power pop aspect, that's the only reason I thought you might like this. Because I know, you know, you like some weird power pop shit like Letters to Cleo and shit like that. You know, I really thought like, well, maybe Ralph might like this, but I was wrong. And I'll take the next song, Ants. Uh, not bad. Part of me hates it. Part of me thinks if I grew up on this, uh, you know, I, I, I would have more of a fondness to it because there's a lot of shit. We've talked about this a hundred times about timeline. And I talk about, you know, cock rock and stuff I like from the 80s that I know, like, if I was hearing it for the first time, there's no way... I would have that same feeling for this. And I don't know if Jason is the Smith who requested this is the same way. Maybe, you know, he's been into this since it came out, you know. Uh, so he looks he looks at it more with rose-colored glasses. But this has no nostalgia for me and not that much entrance, interest. But uh, not a horrible song. What do you think of Ants? 16 Bro. fucking songs on this fucking album and I'm already sick of it by track two. 
You know, I would be surprised if we get two views on this episode. <laughs> the fuck, man? And fuck this song. All right, the next one. Just like me. These cowboys should be galactic. You know? <laughs> should put these fucking next ca- these fucking cowboys on the next space shuttle to another planet. And hopefully it'll be like the Challenger part two. <laughs> That's what I think of where do I sign. No, just like me. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Just like me. I put, okay, never mind what I said in the last review. This just sucks. And I really hate the, just like me, in the background. Oh, that annoyed the shit out of me. I don't know who the bass player, the drumming, who's ever chiming in with the just like me in the background. Oh, that was thoroughly... Early fucking annoying. I'll take the next one. Where do I sign? Oh dear. Was this written for a Friends episode? And there's, there's a lot of these songs that sound like that to me. Like, God, is, is this like a new show on the CW? Like, like I want to see the credits to Seventh Heaven when I hear these songs playing because it just sounds like a fucking jingle. Uh, just horrible. What do you think of Where Do I Sign, Ralph? Well, this song, it starts kind of beefy, but then damn vocal harmonies fucking suck. Where do I sign? Why don't you sign these nuts? Shit's terrible. All right, what's the next one? Bright Horizon. You know, this one, it kind of rocks musically, but fuck, man. Those vocals and vocal melodies, man. You know, it's obvious by the name of these guys, they were inspired by First Band on the Moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know New Tattoo came out before, but still. Guys were fucking like like fucking Nostra Dumbass. Hey, first man on the moon, let's call himself the Galactic Cowboy. <laughs> the pro- problem is they were like the twelfth band on the moon. Nothing original here. Motley Crue is more original. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually prefer First Band on the Moon over every one of these fucking songs. <laughs> oh Lord. All right, uh, Bright Horizons. I thought this was the same fucking song as Where Do I Sign? I, I, I couldn't tell, because luckily these two are both really really short songs, and I was doing, I, I think I was making the bed while I was listening to this, and I looked at my phone, and I saw the the track number and change. I was like, oh, fuck, no, 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 no. I forgot to do notes. I'm like, I don't want to listen to this shit again. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, sounded like the same shit. Didn't do much for me. Uh, I'll take the next one. Puppet Show. Oh, dear. Uh, th- this one... This one sounded like the theme song to, like, a kid show. Like, like reading Rainbow or something. Hey, everybody, it's the Puppet Show! Yay! Oh. Fucking terrible. This one, this one was really bad. And I remember when I did the first listen to this, it, it, it didn't grab me. But it didn't offend me as much as it did. Man, this second listen, sometimes shit grows on you. This this grew away from me. Holy fuck. This, this second listen was really hard, and Puppet Show is one of the reasons. What do you think, Ralph? Well, yeah, I actually think this, this song, Puppet Show, will be much better without the guitars, bass, drums, vocals, and song. <laughs> the whole thing. Take the song out, too. and be not. It wouldn't be that bad. All right, Mr. Magnet. This melody crap sounds like Terrence trying to do his own side too to Abbey Road. (laughs) 
fuck is what the fuck? I, are they to, to me? Are they trying to be Abbey Road here? Because this is all like one song. Uh, well, there there is something I looked up here, and it doesn't list. Uh, hold on a second. Let me bring it up. It doesn't. Okay, tracks four through ten, which starts with "Where do I sign?" through "How does it feel," is referred to as the band's "Machine Fish Suite," a series of songs woven together, telling the story of the band up to that point. Well, I don't know, man. Now you, now you kind of intrigue me. These guys sound like they're fun to party with. <laughs> you know they're on some serious drugs. <laughs> they sound like cool dudes. <laughs> oh fuck, uh, Mr. Magnet. I put uh, what was this? The Dead Beatles. Uh, stop trying to sound like the Beatles. Mean Mr. Magnet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you, you got to have balls to try to rip off the greatest band of all time. Uh, you know, hey, Jeff Lynn made a fucking career of it, but he did a pretty good job of it. And John but, Lennon said they were the new Beatles. But so at least he got approval. Yeah, but most bands when they try to do the Beatles, it's just painfully obvious they are not the Beatles. <laughs> and Galactic Cowboys, uh, Pete Best wouldn't even <laughs> join yeah. this band. Galactic Cowboys are like, dude, man, we're like the Beatles and shit. Tell me you don't <laughs> want to hang out with people like that. <laughs> hey, man, we got, we, we got this concept album in the middle of our album called the Machine Fish Suite. <laughs> Oh, the machine fish sweet. Oh, now, these guys sound like a riot. <laughs> you know they're not uh, listening to this shit. Doesn't make me laugh, but reading their story is poison type comedy. You know? <laughs> Do you think anybody's ever gone to this show? Like, I hope they play the machine fish sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think anybody ever gone to their show? Period. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the one guy's dad when he's like, fuck, I hope they don't play the machine fish with <laughs> I don't want to get made fun of at work tomorrow. <laughs> hey, hey, Al, I heard your kid played the, machine, the machine fish suite. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, God, I'll take the next one. Never understand. Big Pass, how many songs are left on this fucking album? That's what I got. What do you got on uh, Never Understand? Well, I thought it started off with a cool bass intro and a riff. Uh, it's obviously they can play when they're sober. <laughs> but but they write songs for people like like me to go outside and beat the fuck out of infants. You know, it, it sh this should have been instrumental. I, I, I could have handled this without those, those silly vocals, man. Ooh. This song makes me want to go to like a cancer children's hospital, right? No, no, I'm I'm not that cold that would I would beat up a poor and dying kid with cancer. I wouldn't do that, but I would beat the fuck out of the nurses that are taking care of them just because I gotta beat up somebody. This song <laughs> no, no. makes me violent. No, what you do is you you put this in a walkman and you make the kid with cancer listen to it. See. What are you crying about? There's no cure for what this fucker's got either. 
Yeah, it exactly. could always be worse. <laughs> and Sammy's gonna be on the me next Megadeth album, so speed it up, Diary. <laughs> oh, man. I know that was bad. I know. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, I was just like, I'm gonna make a wish. I'm gonna make a wish. I don't have to review this fucking album. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's my next make a wish donation. Stop sending this crap album to me. Oh shit. Well, I, I mean, did, did things get any better on Ranch on Mars Part Two? Set me free. <laughs> and and how do you feel this stacks up against Ranch on Mars Part One? Yeah, yeah. That was on a previous album. Oh, no, no. Ranch on Mars Part 1 is on, like, two albums later. These guys aren't too bright. <laughs> oh. No, seriously, what do, you, what, what do you think of this song? <laughs> uh, well, you can see the ranch on Mars. She looks pretty, but she looks like a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. This song does as much as me as a non-alcoholic beverage does to Ian. <laughs> All right. Ranch on Mars Part 2. In parentheses, set me free. Holy shit, here comes the ballad. Oh, God. It, like, if things couldn't get bad enough, the last thing this band needs is a fucking ballad. But I finally figured out who this band reminds me of. I'm sitting there, okay, you know, they're trying to be enough's enough. Trying to be Stone Temple Pilots, this, that. You know who they remind me of? Is remember that episode of The Sopranos where Adriana is trying to send, uh, sign this band? Oh yeah, where Christopher <laughs> brings the guitar on the guy. <laughs> yeah, where they used to be a metal band, but, but then the guy, the guy got off drugs and now he's writing all this sensitive stuff. <laughs> And it's 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 fucking horrible. And Hirsch, Hesh listens to it. He's like, no, this, this sucks. A hit is a hit, and this shit sucks. That's who they are. And goddamn, I wish I could remember. Uh, <laughs> remember they play the song. Uh, they play the demo of what the band used to sound like, and at the end of the Sopranos episode, it kicks back into it, and it's just so fucking bad. Yeah, I think oh. that song was called Ron Mars Part One. <laughs> Oh my God! I wish I could, and I just rewatched The Sopranos last year, and I can't remember, but it was it was so goofy and so bad. But that's exactly who this band reminds me of. I because I imagine like when they first started out, they sounded one way, and then they, they saw like you know the whole industry go another way, and they just reach for this and a copy of Abbey Road. <laughs> yeah, this one's hair horrible. But next is how does it feel? I, I, I just put please stop. This this is just stop. Stop. Yeah, you got anything waiting to say about how does it feel? Yeah, I actually said, man, I'm surprised this song didn't do better because it sounds like all that safe rock that did so well to the masses at the time. It's sad when even garbage like this didn't catch on. It must have been ba bad management because this yeah, well, not any different than what was popular. Well, yeah, I I agree with that. I think by this point. Let me check real quick. Uh, oh my God, they were on Metal Blade by this point. I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I guess uh, Slagle was trying to get some of that alternative money, but I don't think it worked. But I mean, I know they were on Geffen, but 
I uh, that that I'm surprised they weren't on CMC. Holy shit! Yeah, this is a rough one. Well, why don't you take the next track, "Young Man's Dream"? Uh, look, new rule. <laughs> next donations, you guys have to pay at least sixty thousand dollars if we got to review a band like this again. No exception. Not fifteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars, dude. <laughs> $16,000 or more. Hey, I'll take more for me to sit you through this shit. Dude, this is fucking uh, I, I, what you would say with the last one. Please stop. I've been saying that since track two. You see, I'm very fair, dude. I listen to every fucking note to every one of these songs. You know, in, in the fetal position, but I, I did. And I took fucking notes and man, this is by this time, I'm numb. It's like, dude, whatever you throw at me, I'm not going to like. I mean, unless they, it's, you know, a miraculous thing. But I really do honestly believe these guys not are, are capable of writing anything that would connect with me. I, I young man's dream. Stay asleep. <laughs> Socks. Uh, oh, Lord. Yeah. Or, all right, here, here's another rule. I think if you're going to pick something like this, you have to... Uh, first, make sure that you can get a member of said band to agree to come on the show and try to defend themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, they got to apologize to us in person over the air. God damn it. <laughs> For this shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I just put, you know, what track is this? Yeah, ran out of shit to say. And I, I mean, at, at this point, I mean... The album should have been over by now. There's no way this shit should have been 16 fucking songs. Uh, you know, do they not know my rule of 10? But, uh, you know, it's really, it's all sounding the same. And that same is shitty. But I'll take the next track, Shine. Yeah, go home and get your fucking Shine box, because this shit sure is fucking Shine. <laughs> oh, my God. This song, it... it and I'm listening to it, it is so damn white. Like, I, I mean, can you imagine, you know, like the shame our black brothers and sisters feel when they turn on the TV and, like, Flavor Flav comes on? And they're like, oh, man, he's making us look bad. He's making us look bad. He's making us look bad. Playing this song, I, I, I think this is how non-white people see white people. It's something this, like, lame. Lame. And how do you say plaster? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, that too. Holy fuck, this is some gringo rock here. It is so fucking lame, so honky, so terrible. Really bad one. What do you think of Shine, Ralph? I like to give this song a fucking shiner. That's what I like. <laughs> and, and what's up with the spooky keyboards in this happy song? What is this? A, what is this, a song about Casper the Friendly Ghost? Fuck That's some. That's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. As for the Holy Ghost? <laughs> I didn't God. know this time Casper was Jesus. You know what? God, you know, sometimes I think you don't even study, you know, these albums. You do, do you not understand the whole Machine Fish Suite? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's well, hey, hey, you know I listened to this album because I noticed the spooky keyboards in this happy song. I'd rather listen to Honeymoon Suite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. All oh. right. Uh, yeah, what do you think of the next one? The, the Shape. The Shit? 
Oh, the shape. No, it's the shit, right? No. Yeah. Hey, let's try to be Nirvana now and add that patented lame-ass vocal harmonies on this. This song, Ian, can suck me. <laughs> well, here's how you know I listen to this shit. Because I put in my notes. <coughs> well, I like the chorus. I actually did like the chorus of this song, but everything else surrounding it, it was like, it was like a, a, a good piece of meat sandwiched between two pieces of shit for bread. Yeah. <laughs> they should have called it. They should have called this song "Shit Bread" instead of the shape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <A> shit bread. Uh, <laughs> oh lord all right i'll take the next one it's not over but i wish it was <laughs> how i how i wish it was um i i can't believe this is still going on uh and i i want to say let me look uh yes yes this album is self-produced uh, produced by the drummer, and you can definitely see that because uh, this band sorely needed some, you know, an outside input to say no, 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 no. You know, that's enough, or do we really need that, or can't we just put out an EP called the Machine Fish Suite? You know, yeah. uh, they should not have been left to their own devices uh, for their own good, and I'll say that about. 95% of bands. I think that's always a bad move uh, to self-produce. I don't I don't care who you are. Even the, the Stones have some albums that the Glimmer Twins produced that, uh, you know, there should have been an outside voice saying no. And I know a lot of bands do that, you know, for financial reasons because uh, the producer is always the first person to get paid. And, uh, you know, but goddamn, somebody needs to stop these fuckers. And uh, apparently it was the record-buying public that did that. But, uh, yeah, this is a bad one. What do you think of It's Not Over? Yeah. Yeah, it's not over, you tell me. <clears throat> yeah, let me tell you, you know, something that we did not discuss earlier. Ian couldn't do the, the show last week because in the dead of summer, yeah. he was broken. Yep. Of course, he couldn't do this on AC. And let me tell you, if I was in your shoes, and if it was my AC not working... And I have to review this shit. <laughs> I would quit the show, and and because of that, you know, I would blame you because I'm just so pissed that I'm not seeing straight, and I would just give, you know, unfairly give you grief. And that's how I felt too. I'm like, I was, I was like, I already listened to it once. And I'm like, oh man, I'm just sitting here. It was like fucking 90 degrees in my apartment, and I'm like. Oh, I'm not going to be in a good space to do an episode. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. I can totally... Man, if I had to do it in that kind of condition... Oh. Man. It, it, it sucks. Alright, what's the next one? Thought? Yeah, or uh, through. Through. Oh, yeah. Through? More like poo. Yeah, you know, these fucking... These fucking uh, I even jotted down some of the lyrics. Butterflies and flowers walking hand in hand. Can this shit be any shittier? If The Cure never existed, <laughs> this would be the shittiest band ever. So, hey, Nate, Bushy, I found your new favorite band. Check out Galactic Cowboys at the end of the day. You'll dig it. <laughs> I think. Oh. 
Yeah, I, I bet I bet Bushy does love this because yeah, this, I'm sure he does. <laughs> this is the gayest thing to come out of Texas, not wearing a Cowboys jersey. <laughs> you know, you know, it's become a running joke. Like Ian died for for the metal that metal station sins because yeah, <laughs> you got kicked out for what was it like fucking jo- Joe Jackson? <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe Jackson. There you go. He played Joe Jackson. So what you started, and thank God, I, sh- I and and believe me. The people at the metal station, I love you all, but come on, let's, you know, don't be offended. Everybody gets offended by the truth. But, you know, ever since we left, I mean, though, I got to admit, while I was there, uh, fucking, I I kept hearing through the grapevine that that Bushy was playing fucking Debbie Gibson and shit, you know? And now Mark is on the show. And that guy, Mark Daly, is like the only guy that listens to Mark. And he's always giving me like, oh, he played this, I mean, the most grotesque you know of course you know okay yeah he played a lot of crap but dude he also threw in Sammy Hagar so yeah I mean come on it's like dude you know rest in peace that metal station bro. well the, the funny thing is uh, I, I think I saw a post in on your Almost Human page where Mark was uh, Mark Daly was complaining about what was being played on that metal station and I'm thinking to myself Nobody that I, I think I've ever met has worse taste than Mark. <laughs> and if he's complaining, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah, and, and by the way, it's not Mark Allen Taylor we're talking about. Mark Dowd. Yeah. Even, even though yeah, Mark's Mark questionable, too. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah Mark, 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 Mark defends some pretty rancid shit. Dude, he defends that new Def Leppard and all this shit. And, he's like, and then he, he'll end up bashing shit. And I'm like, did you love this shit? You know, he, he says stuff like, oh, the new Def Leppard's so bad, it makes his stereo sound great. I'm like, nothing makes his stereo sound great. Dude. You just oh, love his stereo. I, I, I don't know if you saw the poster or not. He put one on your page about trying to decide he was uh, doing his iPod. And uh, he was trying to decide if he should separate Van Halen or, or Van, you know, and Van Hagar. You know, should he retitle it so it's different? And, and I, I put I put a long post in there, but basically said, I go, uh, first of all, I go, you should worry about telling your dad he's never going to have grandchildren. You should worry about tell, telling your wife she's just a fucking beard. And uh, I, I told him all this other shit. I go, and then you worry about your fucking iPod. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but he even like he he seems like a good sport. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude. He just yeah, yeah. man does he like some crappy shit, and he and he gets really upset too because I hate burn bitch burn. Yeah. And dude, every opportunity this guy's got, I love it. Like I give a fuck, dude. <laughs> I he leaves these comments on my YouTube videos. If I talk about asylum, there he is. Well, I like burn bitch burn. Uh, okay, let me change my thoughts for you. Yes, show, uh, Burn Bitch Burn is great. You know it must bother him that I don't like Burn Bitch Burn for him to constantly remind me that he likes it, you know? <laughs> like, I care. And that's not just him. I don't want to pick on just Mark. A lot of people do that. Well, I like it. It's like, you know, <laughs> you know what I did in a recent video? Uh, I even addressed these people that keep saying, well, I like it. And I got this notebook now. And I go, okay, everybody out there that I'm about to bash this shit, if you like it, I got a notebook for you. 
and I show the notebook. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the notebook says, "I don't give a fuck." Notebook. And whenever you guys love what I don't, what I don't like, I'll jot it down in my "I don't give a fuck" notebook. I just don't. I, I, if you like it, fine. But you know, don't don't fucking tell me like I'm wrong because you like it. You know, it's like fuck it. Dude. Who knows? Maybe somebody out of morbid curiosity will, will check out this album, you know, and like it. And hey, more power to you. Mark Dowie, you'll love this. Shit. <laughs> yeah, as long as I got to listen to it again, I'm cool. Yeah, I can see Mark's uh, on his show now. <laughs> Let me go uh, uh, through. Um, oh, man. Seven minutes of this shit. And I know the first time I listened to this album, I, I listened to every bit of it. Today, when I was doing my notes, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I think I made it about 30 seconds, and then I fast forward to about the halfway part just to see if there was some kind of change. And I was just like, nope, nope. And then I skipped to the next song, which is uh, the title track. The title track at the end of the day. And I know why they called it that, because if you start listening to this in the morning, it'll be over at the end of the fucking day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> holy. Holy, like. holy shit. An hour and five minutes. And I did this shit twice, so that's two hours and ten minutes. I'll never get back. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's a bunch of nonsense. It, it, it's, it's so bad, Pink Floyd wouldn't even use it as an instrumental on fucking... Uh, a momentary lapse uh what the fuck this is how you end it you know it should have ended with a motherfucking apology but yeah it didn't <laughs> you know at the maybe, end of the day we give you your money back you know it, it should have been like uh you know that that shitty dio album magica where the where the last track is him like you know telling you what just happened yeah. you know and, and what the whole album's about it should have explained to me what the fuck the machine the machine fish sweet is. I have no fucking idea. I don't think they know either. I don't think they do. That's why they called it that. They were fucked it up. No fucking sense. What, what do you think of this magical last track at the end uh, of the day? It's just a stupid instrumental of galactic noises. To <laughs> me, but but to me, you know, after listening to this whole album, it also kind of gave me a vibe of like this is a musical hug to comfort you. From the torture this album gave you. Best song on the album. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our review of Galactic Cowboys at the end of the day. Released September 22nd, 1998. Uh, yeah. Holy Mastacholi. Um, I, I got nothing more to say. I miss you, Tool. <laughs> Come back, Tool. Come back. We're that bad after all. <laughs> all right. All right. Enough of that. You ready to sing your song? Yeah. This is the only time that you can say Ian before Ralph. Pick of the week. <laughs> all right. My pick of the week is something I had to listen to immediately after this to cleanse my ears to cleanse the palate if you will i needed something real something angry something rocking and i picked a band from australia leave it to those crazy fucks in australia to come up with 
I, I just I, I think they're an amazing band and, and on paper it's something I really wouldn't say oh yeah sign me up for that it, it's a band with a chick singer first of all I'm, I'm usually weird about that but they're I don't know if you call them punk or I guess they're called pub rock in uh, in Australia but a band called Amol and the Snippers and holy shit, this chick is like the second coming of Wendy O. Uh, I dig this chick. She is crazy, does not give a fuck. Uh, the music is like a mix of just like old school rock and roll, you know, and punk. You know, definitely a punk attitude and a fuck you attitude. And I, I really, Ralph, I think you need to, to, to check them out. I think you would really dig it. Well, uh, I do. Every time you're a pick of the week, so I have to add music to the bottom. Yeah, and, and the one I would recommend uh, was a single off the album called "Some Dogs or Some Mutts Can't Be Muzzled." And uh, watch the video; you'll like it. And then there's another one called "Gacked on Anger," and you know, there, there's no fucking epic songs, you know, on the album. They're all like fucking short, to the point, two, three minute fucking tracks. Uh, and apparently they're pretty big over in Australia. Won a lot of awards when they came out. But to me, it's just like, wow, what a breath of fresh air. There's like zero pretension. It's just fucking rock and roll. Like dirty, dirty fucking rock and roll. And, and it's exactly what I needed after this episode. And if you listen to this episode, you're going to need it too. So check out Amo and the Snippers. Uh, the... the I think they had a, an EP before or independent album, but uh, the one I'm recommending is their major label debut that's self-titled. Uh, check that one out. Amo and the Snippets. All right, cool. Um, I went to the theater yesterday to see the Elvis movie. That's my pick of the week. Um, being that you're a big Elvis guy, I'll let you know. It's really good, Ian. Um I don't know, you know, I'm not like you. You're 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 really up to date with, you know, because I've been watching reviews on YouTube. Like the guy yeah. who directed it did Romeo and Juliet. And some people love his uh, shit, and some people hate his editing. I I never seen none of his movies, Moulin Rouge and all his shit. Yeah. But I totally really loved how he did. I mean, it's two hours and forty minutes, and for me, it went by quick. And a lot of the beginning is montages just to cram in this guy's life. You know, through all the shit. But I like the fact that this is like, it's not really just an Elvis movie. It's Elvis and Colonel Parker, his uh, manager, who's played by Tom Hanks. And, uh, you know, it's really about both of them. But, you know, I like I like how they showed, you know, like, all the, I've seen all the Elvis portrayal movies. And, dude, believe me, all those movies, you know, Kurt Russell and shit, did a great job. But watching it, I'm like, there's Kurt Russell being Elvis. Dude, whoever the fuck this guy was, I can't remember his name now. He wasn't acting like he was Elvis, dude. This guy had him down so perfectly. It was fucking scary. It was really weird how much he was, you know, the moves and the, and dude, he does some of the singing and he sounds like Elvis. And, and then I got choked up when the real Elvis showed up at the end. It was just phenomenal. And I've seen, it's getting a lot of mixed reviews. You know, a lot of Elvis nerds are pissed off because some of it, you know, timeline. Which, you know, I mean, you know, I'm a big Elvis fan, but I, I'm not this guy that owns, you know, every Elvis album and I have, like, my house decorated like Elvis. 
people like that hated it, you know, because they knew every little facet of it. To me, it was just done so well. I mean, the acting was so impeccable and just the editing. It was a weird, it was a different movie experience for me. You know, I've never seen a movie quite like this as far as like the editing and the montages. But I think it was extremely well made. And yeah, I've seen a lot of positive reviews too. Not everybody's batching it. But I, all the positive reviews sound like, you know, people like me that aren't so hip to, you know, the whole history of, of Elvis. But, you know, I mean, they do touch upon how, you know, because Elvis is known as the guy that stole from back, black music. But it does make it, you know, obvious because, you know, you have, you can see it on YouTube. B.B. King, Little Richard, he was friends with all these people. And he was inspired by black music. He didn't technically rob people of black music, but Colonel Parker kind of like set it up that way, you know? And, it, and Elvis was a tortured soul. I mean, you know this if you're a fan, but in this movie, they really captured how fucking tortured. Dude, the guy literally, I think, and Priscilla Presley thinks too, he didn't die because of a drug overdose, a heart attack. He died of suicide. He was sick, and he even said, I'm sick of his fucking life. He didn't say it in the movie, but it's documented. So that guy just basically killed himself, because the whole movie, you see this poor dude get tortured by this fucking manager. And I thought, and another interesting thing, like, the manager's the bad guy and everything, but they portrayed him, like, in the movie, like, well, if it wasn't for this dude, there'd be no Elvis. So I kind of think they were being fair to him, too, you know? Um, but he was a carnival barker. That's what he was. You know, he's a salesman, and, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, there was some parts, like, the very famous 68 comeback special. Yeah, that part was bullshit. It was great the way they filmed it, but Colonel Parker was like, oh, it's supposed to be a Christmas show. And he's getting pissed that Elvis is doing all this shit. Dude, with all that production, you never caught on it. It was not going to be a Christmas show. Give me a break, you know? But, yeah, two thumbs up. Loved it. Great movie. Amazing. Amazing actor, whoever that guy is. God damn, he's good. Well, awesome. I did hear, I didn't hear anything bad about it. Actually, all the stuff I heard was good. Uh, you know, I, I, I doubt I'll watch it just because I can't stand Elvis, but I, I heard a lot of good things about it. But I, I do see, I, I know I hate if it's somebody that I really like and they fuck up timeline and shit like that. It's like, come on, this is your job. You can't get this right. And I, I've still never watched the Freddie Mercury movie. You know, but I've heard about, you know, they show him recording songs at the wrong air and stuff like that. And to me, there's just, there's no excuse for that. I mean, that's stuff that can be easily corrected and fact checked, but, you know, is what it is. Did you like the Freddie Mercury movie? Yeah, I did enjoy it. But yeah, it had it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're on their first tour. They're playing Fat Bottom Girls. Uh, yeah. during, during Hot Space, they're recording fucking We Will Rock You. Yeah, it is insulting. But, yeah. dude, we live in an age where fucking people will go see a band play the tapes. You know, the yeah. majority of lot. That's why Bohemian Rhapsody was so fucking uh, popular. You know, right. because people just don't give a fuck. I mean, it's not real. These these movies aren't made for people that are, like, hardcore. It'll bother you. And, uh, yeah. you know, if I was as hardcore as a lot of these Elvis people, it probably would have bothered me. I did notice he did... He sang Trouble in the really early days, and that was until the late 60s, you know? So, yeah, yeah I, I noticed that uh, that timeline. Yeah, it's 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 just to sweeten the movie, to make it, you know, because if, <laughs> if you go by the real story, 
it wouldn't be as dramatic and shit like that. Yeah, Freddie Mercury announced to the band he had AIDS right before they got on stage at Live Aid. He didn't catch AIDS till like two, three years after that. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of shit sucks. But I, I did hear it's good, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was fucking amazing, and I got choked up when when Elvis showed up at the end. It was fucking great. It was amazing. Really well made, you know? It was beautiful. It was a beautiful film, and they corrected a lot of shit. Dude, even, like, remember the popular Chuck D song, uh, Public Enemy song? Uh, yeah. Elvis is a straight-up racist and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, you know, he was proven wrong, and now when you ask Chuck D about it, he, he just can't say he's wrong. He says, well, yeah, uh, Elvis, yeah, he wasn't racist. But, you know, why is he the king? Why is he the king? Why not Richard? Hey, dude, just admit you're fucking wrong. He wasn't racist. You know? Don't, you know, it's just shit like that. It's like, they, they refuse to tell you the whole truth. It's like, you know, he, he mentions John Wayne and Elvis. Oh, John Wayne was a racist piece of shit. There he yeah. was right. He was right. Yeah. Through it. And, and, and he also did a lot to get out of World War II, but made all these World War II movies. Oh, did he? Yeah, I, I, that's something I didn't know. I just saw online the other day, and uh, the director, John Ford, who directed a lot of his westerns, and, and uh, you know a lot of big movies back in that era, I guess he always gave John Wayne shit about that. Like, oh yeah, you big tough, you know, basically kind of like how Ted Nugent is now. You know, shit his pants to get out of fucking... You know, Vietnam, but now he's all about the troops and shit. And I don't know the full details, so I'm not even going to say, but it, it was basically a situation kind of like that. I think he might have got in, but he did everything he could to get out of, you know, really participating in it, you know, and pulled all the strings he could, you know. But yet, you know, he made all these World War II movies where, you know, he's the hero and shit. John Ford gave him a lot of shit about that. Yeah, fuck John Wayne. I like True Grit, though, man. I do love that movie. Well, right on. Well, now it is time to go into fan of the week. <laughs> and though he might be on your shit list this week, uh, you got to love Jason Smith. Long time listener to the show, active on the Facebook page. And, buddy, we, we, we hope you, you enjoyed it. You, you got. Well, well, let me just say this, Ian. You know, I, I wouldn't go as far as that. I hope you enjoyed it. Look, here's the deal. Hey, look, if you like this album, then yeah everything's cool but if you dislike this album and just wanted us to, to to bash it you know seriously fuck you man no he he liked it he even said when he, right. he wrote me the message he says hey you may you may uh like it you may hate it he goes but i i, I really dig it so he was being sincere this right, is something cool. he liked that and i think he just wanted to hear our opinion all right you know that's, well that's cool if you like the album then everything's good yeah so uh yeah, you know, sorry we shat all over it, but, <laughs> you know, you get what you pay for, and we appreciate it, and Jason, we just want to thank you very much for your donation. Yeah, if you want if you want to get a positive review, take it to Terrence. No, that, guy, that guy pretends to like shit. Yeah, yeah, and then send him a note saying that it's uh, quadruple platinum. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll also want to do that. Or tell, tell him it's the anniversary of its release. Yeah, that or tell him that David Gilmore is a big fan. Which, like I hinted at earlier, if you like this episode, come back next week when we do the one-week anniversary of our review of Galactic Cowboys <laughs> at the end of the day. Actually, it's going to be a surprise. I just sent Ralph the list 
of uh, uh, of what we have left, and I'm going to let Ralph go through that and pick the one he wants to do. And either way, uh, it's going to be a fan-paid episode, and we are going to talk about it. That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Me, Mr. Magnet. <laughs>